What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and John Carlos. And this is now episode 120. In this episode, we are going to talk about John Gruden resigning, the Buffalo Bills, the MVP race, Dan Campbell crying after Detroit's loss to Minnesota, and more. We'll also talk about Kyrie not being a part of the Brooklyn Nets until he gets vaccinated, Ben Simmons returning to Philly, and we'll finish off the show with NFL Pick'em Week 6. A lot of crazy stuff in the NFL. John Gruden emails leaking out. He, Adam, as Adam Schefter said it, he had a clean sweep of offending every single group he could offend. And now he is not the Raiders head coach anymore. Before we get into the show, a quick Patreon shout out to Brian Jean Baptist, Ricky Bennett, E, Enzo Tomga, Matthew Jimenez, Sean Solis. Sean Rice Family, John Pincevelli, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Cat Stevens, Ben Mack, P. Dot, George Garcia, Hakari Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay We're Aqua. starting a basketball fantasy league soon. Uh, Patreon subscribers get first dibs added so you guys can be a part of it. If you would like to, we're going to do 10 to 14 teams. I researched that like 10 to 14 is a sweet spot. Like 10 is casual, mm-hmm. 12 is. You know basketball. You're you're you can like you have to pick up a lot of players in a waiver wire and fourteen is for the hardcore basketball fan. Are we doing categories? Or are we doing points? Got to be categories. Yeah, categories is pretty lit. It actually you gotta be on. You gotta know. I've never built a, a fantasy basketball. Am I gonna before. have to backpack again? You can do I it. Got yeah. It, yeah. So if it's categories, is categories. It's, I'm just gonna see what Google recommends. If you want to build it, you can build it. I already know my first pick. Paul George. Yes. <laughs> Yo, not a bad pick in a well, category league. Luka, bro. For real? Nah, bro. He's actually not that good. His free throw percentage kills. That and matters? His t- and his turnovers are horrible, too. I, was, I can't even pick Giannis, either. God. James Harden. That's what I'm picking. Nah, that's an excellent pick. Is it really? Yeah, it is. What about Steph Curry? Um, amazing, because he gets threes. His free throw percentage yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His field goal. Wait, Kevin so you, think, you think Paul George Fire. is a good pick Kevin with James Harden, is it? No, I'm just capping. I'm not picking Paul George as my first pick. Oh, yeah. Hell no. AD. Bro, the free throw AD? percentage low-key is okay, mad okay. important. Oh. Free, throw percentage? free throw percentage, weirdly, you got to have good people that shoot free throws. I'm picking Steph. Yeah, that's the, probably the best he's pick. Not yeah. Yo, even though he's not, he might not play. Kyrie Irving, would he be a good pick? Uh, bro, I mean, 40, 50, 90 player <laughs> yeah. type. All those guys go crazy. Those going to play 20 games. He's it, bro, he's playing zero. He's, he's not playing, playing zero. All. And you're wearing a Kyrie Irving jersey right now. Yeah, had man. to, Just man. in case it retires, you know, like, <laughs> you got to wear it for a little bit, you know? That's the most undervalued jersey in the NBA currently. Yeah. What do you I got it for free. No, I'm chatting. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> with all that's going on, I think nobody wants to be seen with a Kyrie jersey. You'll be surprised. People love I think Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie's the most hated player in the NBA, easily, I think. I Ooh. think in terms of, like, the media, yeah, but, you know, where we're from. I was going to say where we're from, he's we're like around. Jesus He's Christ. like the most loved man on earth. Oh, in Jersey? That's debatable. Nah. I don't know. I've seen some people really talk about Kyrie. Yeah. Like, he's him. Like, he's God. It's like, ah. He's New Jersey Jesus Christ, for real. Yeah, I've seen, seen a story that my friend posted, and he was like, way to go, Kyrie. Don't let him bully you into getting the vaccine. <laughs> I'm not going to name drop. I would respect him more friend. if he retired. We'll get, we'll get into it. Sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Ah, 
So let's get into the first topic of the episode. The big news, John Gruden is resigning from being Raiders coach. He basically got fired. Mark Davis gave him the option to resign. He was going to get canned eventually, and it happened this soon. He had a a flurry of racist and homophobic emails to Marie Smith, who works for the NFLPA. He talked about women referees, I believe. He also made some comments toward Roger Goodell. He used the F word, the other F word that is, uh, you know, targeted against the LGBTQ community. And when this happened, obviously I knew John Gruden was going to get fired eventually. Uh, I think this sucks for Raiders fans that this is happening because now they're going yet through another rebuild. And I think it's about time that people start talking about how much Derek Carr has had to go through while being the Raiders quarterback. Derek Carr is basically what Matthew Stafford was in Detroit. The Raiders are that dysfunctional. And it's ironic that all this happened now. Because the other day I was watching a Dave Chappelle special, the newest one that he dropped, and he talked oh, about... Spoilers. I hate to hear this, but go ahead. The, the message of his special kind of, you know, of course, in the midst of all the jokes, the message of his special is how, the message of his special is how we treat different groups of minorities differently in the United States of America. And Gruden's comments about Marie Smith, the um, racist that has racist connotations, racial connotations to it, those happened on Friday. John Gruden coached on Sunday. Mm. But what ultimately did John Gruden in was once those emails leaked and the Raiders didn't fire him, they said, here you go. And they now the anti-gay emails and the misogynistic emails came out. And that's what got John Gruden fired. And Dave Chappelle kind of talked about it in his special how we treat different minority groups differently. And people get canceled much easier for being anti-gay or going against the LGBTQ more than they get canned for being racist. I think if John Gruden's, if the com- if the only comments that came out were against Marie Smith, I think he'd, he would still have a job. That's a fact. But because these other flurry of emails came out, he he's getting fired. And I think deservedly so. I think he should have got, got fired for both. Yeah. But I do believe he should have got fired on Friday and not on Monday. I think it should have been happened because I think the racist email was enough to fire him. That's that's special. It's new. Like that's the new one that it just came out. The one that they, I think they were talking about it. How Netflix said they're gonna keep it up. Yeah, it oh, just came out. Damn. Okay, I gotta watch that one. Dave Chappelle's a goat. Yeah, he is. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually interested to know how many coaches actually do this. You know, like I'm actually interested to see how many coaches we can find in the league that are still racist or still, you know, don't like the LGBT community. I mean, like. It's it's a weird situation. Like you said, on Friday, I feel like he should have got fired on Friday, too, because, you know, racism is something that's pretty big in our country, and it's still pretty... People are pretty aware of that, and that's something that shouldn't be tolerated. And Dave Chappelle, also, he has a point in that we do we do treat minor, minorities differently. And I guess it's just the way the world is, you know, because of the way people... How sensitive people are, the way the, uh, certain groups react. But at the same time, you know, John Gruden, like you said, he was probably going to get fired regardless this was kind of the kicker in the head. He shouldn't deserve a job at all, in the, anywhere, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And he should be blackballed from coaching anywhere in any league. Because sure. This is, you know, this is a fucked up situation. I mean, like, I'm reading up right now, and he told Goodell that he uh, that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher 
coach of the Rams at the time to drive queers, and he was referring to Michael Sam at the time who came out and spoke about how he was, you know, he was gay. So I think shit like that, like, you know, and I have people, like, I know people that are gay. I have friends that are gay. I have, you know, so it's like, it's nothing. I don't I don't see a problem with it. John Gruden, clearly, he has a problem with black people. You know, he has a problem with gays. We, we can't have people like that in the NFL, uh, which is like a big community, and we should open up more to that. I, I just don't understand his mindset. I don't understand how they didn't know this coming in. And like you said, they probably weren't going to fire him if all these emails didn't pop up, and he was probably going to still have a job. To backpack off but what both of you guys said, there's jokes that are funny, and then there's jokes that are clearly not at all. And some that just take things to a level that it should never go to. John Gruden made multiple of these in these emails. Whether he will tell you or not that, you know, he has no malicious intent in what he's saying. Sometimes you need to think a little bit before you speak. And that does and obviously these are emails, these aren't actual words, but if he were actually on the phone, I was talking to my brother about this. Never leave a paper trail. If you're gonna do something dirty, you gotta do it over the phone. You do it over email, you do it over text, you're gonna get busted. Is an old man acting the way that he's probably acted his entire life, and he's finally paying the price for being, a, to a degree, a terrible person. Um, like you said, Riv, I don't think he'll ever he'll ever coach in the NFL. Uh, he can kiss the Hall of Fame goodbye. Uh, this is one of the more highly regarded head coaches in the NFL today. Uh, off what he did 20 years ago in 2001, I believe, when he brought the, the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. But no one's going to remember him for what he did on the field now. Sure, you know, there, there'll be the, the football heads that remember what John Gruden was as the coach. But ultimately, what he should be remembered now is as a terrible human being. I mean, I agree with what all three of you really said about John Gruden. Um, I don't think there's a place for that in the NFL or in any league in particular. Um this is a guy, like, when I used to watch, what, he used to do Monday Night Football and everything, and the yeah. quarterback rooms, like, I used to, like, I don't want to say look up to him, but I would Gruden look forward. Grinders. Yeah, Gruden Grinders. <laughs> I, would, I would look forward to watching him and just hearing about all those emails that were leaked and everything. It just changed my perspective as him. And, like, just backpacking over what Drew said, I mean, no one's going to remember him for that Super Bowl winning 01 with a quarterback that wasn't really that good. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? So... And another thing, I don't really know what's going to happen with his contract situation because he was making a lot of money. So he's not making that anymore, right? Once you're terminated from the NFL, Rose you get a million, million dollars. He, he ruined the bag. I think that I don't money, know either. That money, I believe, was guaranteed. Yeah, man, but Gruden Oof. said, I won't steal from the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's he resigned, Oof. and we'll see if he takes that money. I think it was good that you brought ESPN up because they put out a statement uh, about Gruden and how, <laughs> you know, it's unacceptable he yeah. did this while he was working for ESPN. Yeah. So no ESPN. ESPN was oblivious to this. But, you know, I give them ben the, the benefit of the doubt. It's not like they knew that Gruden was doing this mm -hmm. while he was there. It's just a bad situation all around. And I think this is something that's going to tear the Raiders apart for this entire season. Oh, yeah. I don't think they'll bounce back from this. And the interim head coach, Risk Pasadi, I believe, uh, he's a special teams coach. He's now the head coach, the interim head coach. He was John Gruden's right hand man. He is John Gruden's best friend. He could be racist too. He could yeah. he could have all those same feelings. And if John Gruden has trusted him and has brought him along on his coaching staff time and time again, I don't yeah. doubt it. I would have probably made Gus Bradley the interim head coach because <laughs> he just came in. He might be cool with Gruden, but he doesn't have ties to his coaching staff for so many years. 
I'm not too sure about this interim head coach. I think the Raiders are going to clean house after this season. Yeah. Regardless, we'll see if Mike Mayock stays there as well. But this is all around just a, a, a horrible, horrible situation. And I was talking to my cousin about it. And my cousin didn't quite understand why the remark that Gruden made towards Maurice Smith was racial. Because I, I can understand where that confusion comes in because the remark was basically com- making fun of his lips. He said that his lips was, they're as big as Michelin tires, right? And on the surface, it doesn't sound like a racial remark because you're comparing somebody's facial feature <coughs> to an object. It doesn't sound racial. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand the connotations behind how cartoons and shows have portrayed black people throughout history. That's like, yeah, that's like somebody telling you know calling me nick nicknaming me rice and beans you know that has racial connotations mm-hmm. because i'm spanish so i think that's why if you didn't understand why that comment was racial that's why that comment was racial but i think next up should be dan snyder yeah for the washington football team i think next up should be him and it, it reminds me you guys have seen the movie freedom writers yeah, yeah. you remember the, the scene where the, the the kids uh made a little drawing of a, a black the black kid with the big lips and yeah. then put it all around that she got upset. It's the same thing like that. You know, black people have been portrayed as having big lips. You know, that's been a racist problem for a while. So I understand he probably, I get it if your cousin didn't understand it at the moment, you know, you kind of just got to explain it. But like you said, I feel like best friend to John Gruden, you got to get everybody out of there. If you my best friend, you know, I'm a racist. Like if you my best friend, you know, you like, you or know me, yeah, you know, I'm a whole, you that. might be that with me if you, cause <laughs> you accept, you accept me for who I am. You're my best friend. So you accept that I am that type of person. So if that's the case, if he accepts that this is possibly, he could be the same type, you know, birds flock together. <laughs> he could be the same type of guy. John Gruden is, yeah. you got to get him out of there. I mean, the, the whole clan got to go like yeah. him, like, I'm not like anybody that was friends or close ties with John Gruden has to be gone because you can't have that type of actions in the NFL. Don't don't the Raiders have an active gay player on their roster right now? Carl, Carl Nassim. Nassim. Yeah. Oh my god, I would I he's, would love to hear what he thinks about John all of this. Like. That's just that's yeah, no, that makes sense. We'll see it in the press conference sooner rather than later. You probably already spoke it, about it. It's I, crazy cuz like just watching them all throughout all these years commentate, you know, interview the best quarterbacks coming into the draft. I, I would have never thought that this guy was like that. Carl Nasbitt came out when John Gruden got hired. It was that same at that same time. Man, that's interesting. But I don't know how you can have these kind of thoughts. Meanwhile, you're surrounded by African American players or, yeah. or black players. He probably hated sort. his job. I don't. I don't so. know that man. I just football. think that I the they're, head coaches have a power trip. If you think about all the times you play basketball, you play basketball, you play basketball. I play baseball. I play basketball too. Okay, these, athlete. These coaches. I'm just. <laughs> Did I did I miss? <laughs> I didn't miss. You look at some of the coaches that we probably had over the years. These coaches ha- felt like they had this authority over us. And now you get to the highest of all the highest level that you could possibly get to. It's multiply that times 30, times 40. Like these guys definitely are over the top in in terms of when it comes to uh, we're doing things my way. And they see these African American players and they are probably more stronger in that belief towards them than they are regular white white people in the NFL. If I was a Raiders fan, I'd just be happy that John Gruden didn't prematurely trade or release Derek Carr. <laughs> because he there was rumors about it that John Gruden didn't vibe with Derek Carr yeah. all that well. So I'm just glad Derek Carr's still there if I'm a Raiders fan. I'm because they could have they could have 
had they could start off the season with Marcus Mariota, he would have been their guy. I know they were high on Marcus last season, at least. Yeah, yeah, boy, it's poop. John Gruden loved Marcus Mariota coming out the draft. I mean, this season seemed like it was going to be a, the same old Raiders season. You know, they start out really hot, and then you know they towards the middle half of the schedule they start going the down. Three and, and two then they at finish the moment. Eight right? and eight. What, was, just your, what like, was your prediction? Your overreaction? Overreaction was they make the playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah, you're wrong now. Hey, but your first statement was that they wouldn't win a home. Uh, a I'm, I'm game good. In the I'm good division. so far right it's now. It's possible <laughs> yeah. they so might not right. win the game in the division. Yeah. I'm good so I th- far. I, I do think Derek Carr is. Great enough of a leader that he's gonna rally. He'll get this a couple. Team. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're just gonna fall off. I think Derek Carr is gonna rally that locker room and get some wins. They, oh, got, he's that they got Denver this week. That could be a win. Could, legit could. No, you know it could stop. It's a division game, so yeah. obviously anything. But I need happen. you guys to win. So you look good. Hey, yes, I got I need, us. Like I need you guys. They're to not win. gonna go. They're not gonna go winless within their division. Stop. That bro. would be crazy, bro. Listen, they're own one right now. Give us some time. Yeah, you know, the Jets might do that this year. You guys. <laughs> That's without a doubt. But regardless <laughs> of that, the Raiders are interesting because obviously their defense is spotty. It's there's some weeks that it looks good, some weeks it looks bad. All, all overall, I'm not high in the Raiders' defense and offensively. I don't know their offensive line shaky still. Darren Waller really hasn't been like that other than Week One where he had 19 targets, a ridiculous amount, and he had an excellent game. But it's like it just seems as if there's not one player consistently doing it for them other than Derek Carr to a degree. But He's these last but these last couple of weeks, Derek Carr's looked <clears throat> all right, truthfully. And maybe it's finally the O-line and the pressure actually getting to him, the lack of run game. I don't know what it is, truthfully, but there's a lot of things going on that I just don't – I'm not believing in the Raiders. Yeah, whole team's you try to throw jabs at uh, the Jets and – He literally said, we're not going to win a game. <laughs> he, I, didn't, like, I, I said, said that. It, it could happen to the Jets. Yeah, that's what he win. said. He said, it's likely. Dolphins, I laughed. That's, he we, threw well, the, the reason. Well, the reason he why JC says that is because – the AFC East isn't particularly good. I think the Jets could win a game in the AFC East, mm-hmm. but yeah, the team at the top yeah. right now is the Bills. It's and hilarious, think- though, because you told me before the Falcons game, we're going to win, and Zach's going to go out there, and he's going to have a it dance, close. and you lost. He had to dance in the fourth quarter. Good job. He was doing bachata out there. Yo, why is he so trash in the first half? I don't know. The team, the team. I, no, I think trashing. I think that game was mostly him. I forgot what you t- yeah it was. He's right. Uh, I forgot what what you put out. It was like first half Jets are this, second half Jets. <laughs> no, are it's this. first half Zach Wilson's Drew Locke. That's what it was. <laughs> second half he's Josh. I'm Allen. dead. That's so facts. We have no running backs. Now, Michael Carter looked good. Mike Carter's pretty good. He, he's, he's not that good, bro. Uh, I just think that so you're old line right now, that, which is not. fair. But let's go. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills because they had a statement win against mm. the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a huge was a win. They win. beat the Chiefs 38-20. to 20. They have the first-ranked offense, the first-ranked defense. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was you or Drew. I think both of you are questioning the Bills' defense and how legit now, it truly were, is. Were you on the show? I don't think I said, so. I said, no, me, it was me and him. And I said I, uh, this this week was going to be a test to see if their sure. defense was elite. That's you know, I, I was out on them. I oh, really didn't think though. that they had faced any the, talent. They faced the Steelers, then they faced the Dolphins, and... The I forgot Dolphins with Jacoby though, Brissett. And I don't know how much of a difference Tua makes. Personally. Well, that first game they played the Texans. Did yeah, they play Washington? Yeah, they shut out the Texans. They, I don't know. I think I they look. shut they did out play the Washington. Texans in Miami. They did play Washington. But because the Bills didn't face the best of competition, they're they were getting slept on. They were. But then against the Chiefs, they beat them thirty-eight yep. to twenty. They're now four and one. Josh Allen had three hundred yards, three touchdowns. And only 15 completions. What did I tell you? From the throw for that much. I like that. I told you three weeks ago, Josh Allen, MVP campaign, it starts. Okay. Okay. 
And Emmanuel Sanders, a pickup that they got in the offseason, had two touchdowns. Dawson Knox is finally breaking out this season. So they have that tight end solidified, that tight end position solidified. What do you think about the Buffalo Bills? Is this the year they finally make it out of the AFC and possibly win the Super Bowl? Well, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and go to sleep on the Chiefs. You know, they're still a dangerous team that can wake up at any moment. You know, they've been to the Super Bowl two years in a row. They've been to the AFC Championship three years in a row. So you can't sleep on them. You know, they still have Mahomes in them boys. You got the Chargers, who's coming up. You know, they have arrived. Justin Herbert, that defense, that offense, they're here. You still got Baltimore, who's going to be dangerous. Cleveland's still no pushover. So, you know, there's, sure. there's still teams in the AFC. But I think what Buffalo has been lacking is an elite defense. You know, I think now that that elite defense is there to match that elite offense, who like we were talking about last week, they still haven't fully shown us their capabilities. But we've seen it against the Chiefs. You know, they showed us in full force what they can do on both ends. And I think that's important. With the Buffalo Bills playing at an elite defense consistently that matches that offense, I don't think there's a team. I think this is an advanced Chiefs team. I don't think there's a team in the AFC that can beat them with that defense playing like it is Josh Allen with the weapons he has. This is definitely the team to beat in the AFC. This is a tricky. It's my AFC team. I just want you to know that you know that. But I mean, that's my AFC team. What happened to the Colts? What I picked them to make it to the Super Bowl. Yo, what the hell? Nah, but you're right. Like Serge was right. You did call them pretenders. You've said you're a Jets fan, bro. You can't just forget jump a, shit. Forget about Wait, that. Wait, if I'm a Jets fan, why can't I say the Bills are going to make it to the Super Bowl? No, I'm saying that's my A. Like, you know that's my <laughs> yeah, AFC no, team. Can't. I understand. That's the team you root for, bro. Yeah. I picked them to oh, make Oh, no, I'm just, I just wanted to make that clear but that that's my guy. I do have a question. You did call them pretenders. <laughs> I did. I, at, start, <laughs> at the start of the show, you said they are pretenders and then came full circle and said they could come out of the AFC. He's a guy, he's crazy. He's he's crazy. I'll let you answer once it's your turn to Sometimes speak. Sometimes in the beginning of shows, I get in the heat of the moment, and as I as the show goes on, I <laughs> tend to calm down my nerves. Uh huh. So that was a heat in the moment thing. But I do think the Bills are by far the favorites to make it out of the AFC because I've yeah. said it before. I think the Ravens, their injuries scare me. Yep. <clears throat> the Chargers' inexperience scares me. When's the last time a rookie head coach has made it to the Super Bowl? You can't really think of one off the top of your head. The Chiefs' defense scares me. I think the Bills are the most complete team in football right now, in the AFC at least, and I think out of all the teams that are complete, they're the most experienced. And Josh Allen is, is we know he's you would think You think they're more experienced than the Rams? AFC. AFC, King. Oh, you said, I thought you said league. Pardon but me. even the Rams, I don't trust Stafford in, in a playoff game, in a playoff setting. I don't trust him. I don't know, bro. You trash-talked him early on Thursday, and he ended up clutching up the W in Seattle. Games that Stafford was a played? big okay, one, right? Russell Wilson went out. I think he played one playoff game his Russell, entire career. But that was late. Thursday night football, Rams versus Seahawks. What about against your boys? Did Matthew Stafford impress you? What about against your boys? After the interception, though, he looked good. I think Matthew Stafford looked good, but what he's expected to do in L.A. with the Rams, he's expected to take them from here to here. And he has. Drew, watch this. Mm. What about against your Tampa Bay? Did he impress you that day? Matthew Stafford, he was amazing. He was phenomenal. Just wanted to make that very clear. Let me also ask this. Going into Seattle, in-division game, doesn't get any credit for that. Geno Smith started to play. He was nice. But Geno did his thing. <laughs> he, he was doing interception. Nah, come <laughs> on. Before that, he was, was okay. But he, he was did that interception because Lockett fell. He was okay. Yeah, I understand that. That's but right. he, was he was okay. Bugging. Even if even if Lockett didn't fall, the corner picked throw. apart that. Yeah, 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 it it was a questionable I'm throw. It wasn't going to be an intel, though, I don't think. Probably just a 
Matthew Stafford has played in three playoff games. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can trust him against a Tom Brady. Josh, Josh Allen's played how many playoff games? Five. He's won one already. But he choked one too. He did. Well, I wouldn't say he choked it. He's I mean, won two already. Oh yes, against he Houston, did he choked choke one. that. Against, I mean, was it him choking or was it Deshaun Watson? Oh, so that's what we're doing. Getting tackled from two angles and oh. still escaping a sack. He choked. They were up. Or they were up big. They were up big. It was like sixteen blew three or something like that. Couldn't score after that. The offense got stagnant, but I think Deshaun Watson going full on Desh- Deshaun Houdini. Really is what got them over the top. Their main, they want the Bills won two playoff games last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and J- Josh Allen played phenomenal no, for sure. You know Matthew Stafford is yet to win a playoff game, and Damn. the his, I mean what, he was with the Lions his whole career. Yeah. What you look, do you look at Josh Allen? They put up the stat that he's damn near flawless in the red yeah, zone. No, he he's, doesn't he's make mistakes. Matthew Stafford, whenever it's a close game, it's in the fourth quarter. There's that feeling that he could throw an interception. And there are some quarterbacks you have that feeling with, and there's some that you don't. Tom Brady, the same thing. Like, when there's a two-minute drive and you know Tom Brady has the ball, you have no doubt he's going to score. With Stafford, for me, it's not there. I don't trust Stafford in the playoff setting if he faces Arizona or if he faces Tampa Bay. Do you trust Arizona, though, yet? I don't, because of Cliff Kingsbury more so than their personnel. I thought you were just giving Cliff his flowers. He's a rookie. He's a still a young head coach. <laughs> he's still a young head coach. Uh-huh. Young okay. head coach with a young quarterback who hasn't I played in the playoff setting yet. My point about Cliff is that he's gotten better every single year. And yeah. when he first got hired, everybody thought it was going to be a complete train wreck. Uh-huh. Basically, what's happening with Urban Meyer right now, they didn't believe in, in Cliff. Yeah. Right. But the Cardinals have been getting better every year. And this year, you can argue they're the best team in football. You could. Uh, so back to the Bills. My main concern with the Bills is their run game. Their lack of run game over these last few years has been the reason why they haven't had the success in the playoffs. We saw it against the Texans. They really couldn't put them away because they really didn't have a run game. Their best running option so is playoffs, Josh right? Allen. Correct. Uh, then the year after that, they did have some uh, some success for sure, but then they ran into the Chiefs, and what was their biggest issue? They couldn't run the ball. When, you're pre- when your offense is as predictable as we're going to pass the ball almost every single time because we know that we can't really run the ball against other teams— Defenses can scheme up. Defense can draw up a scheme for that type of offense, obviously. So with Zach Moss, who has been a pretty solid red zone threat up until this point in the season, and Devin Singletary, I'm just not all. I'm not in on their their running situation. When Josh Allen is your leading rusher almost every single week, that's an issue. Uh, of course, I got to give their defense credit for sure. They're the number one defense right now. They put up a, a great performance against Kansas City this past Sunday. Uh, they've been pretty solid, but their offensive production right now, I'm not, I'm not going full fledged saying that they're the best offense in football right now. Uh, they've played against bad defenses basically every single game other than Week One, and Week One they lost. So I need to see them against a solid defense. I'm going to so. I'm going to continue to doubt them and they can make me look mm-hmm. stupid but listen right now they definitely can come out of the AFC but I do still need to think about the Chargers. I do need to think about the Ravens and like you mentioned the Browns aren't pushovers. Their issue last week was that they couldn't score points. Their issue this week was that they couldn't stop the other team from scoring points. The the Chargers are like that. The Browns have a solid team. It's not going to be a cakewalk to the AFC but I will say the Bills do have a solid chance. Um at the start of the season, I was kind of low on the Buffalo Bills. I was actually telling people that I think they were going to take a step back this year. They've made me look completely wrong. Um, I definitely think that they have a great shot at making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, anytime you're number one in defense and offense, you know, 
you know, we have to we have to point towards your direction and, and look at you as a serious contender. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule and I don't really see anybody else on that schedule that can beat the Buffalo Bills. Like Josh Allen's been incredible. The defense has been amazing. They just look like it looks like this is their year to finally do it. And to uh, piggyback off what Joel said, they are the most experienced team. They've been with this team how many seasons now have they had this roster with this head coaching staff? Two, three, right? Two, three seasons. I mean, Drummond's been, been the head been coach for this, a minute. The second year with Stephon Diggs, but uh, and then you got with Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen has been four seasons. Well, I'm talking about with the coach McDermott. And yeah, McDermott. He's been, been the head coach for a while. Gotten, they've gotten better every yep. single year. Yeah, so they're gonna run. They're automatically they're gonna run away in the division. They're gonna get home field. Yeah, it's it's been gonna get home. First field. year, Josh Allen, no playoffs. Second year, playoffs, playoffs. Now it's AFC Championship. You know, like, like I said. Cleveland with Cleveland, they've shown me this year that they can beat, they can compete with any elite team. You know, you saw the Chargers game, they scored with them. You saw the Vikings game, they may not have scored as much, but that defense stepped up. For sure. You saw the Chiefs, they went out there and they punched them in their mouth. They can compete with any team in the league. It's just if they settle down on the mistakes and they become a little bit more clutch. I mean, you look at Baltimore, they can turn it up at any moment. You know, that second sure. half against the Chiefs, against the Colts, they are never out of a game. You look at the Chargers, they have Justin Herbert, that defense. I don't really need to say too much about them. That's a fact. They're here. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs, they still have that experience that Joel was talking about, you know, back-to-back -back Super Bowls, AFC Championship, three years at the top of the mountain. They still have that experience, and they mm -hmm. still have the best quarterback in the league. So when you have that, you know, you're still a dangerous team. But the Bills have just been playing so complete on both ends, and we haven't seen this defense played at this level, and they have the pieces. It's hard for me to say that they're not the best team in the AFC right now. Is this the most human the Chiefs have looked since Mahomes coming to the league? It's yes. got to be. Yeah. No, I think 2019. Really? When? Super Bowl? 2018, when they lost to Tom Brady. Oh. I wouldn't yeah. say they looked human there because they just they lost to Tom at the ball first. I mean, in this sense, yeah, like, but I mean, well, you talking about the AFC Championship game? That yeah. year, their defense was extremely bad, mm. and the Chiefs had to score 30 points to win. But hear me hard. out on this Mahomes' interceptions are already tied. I think he has more interceptions this season than he's had in both seasons, regardless. I think he has six INTs, some, something around that. Five or six. Something, uh, some, five or six. I think he it. has 13 in the last 14 games. So, my thing is. On top of the defense being trash, we're seeing an irregular performance from Patrick Mahomes this season, at least. Mm -hmm. This has to be the most human that they've looked. And so, obviously, people are looking at the Chiefs and they're thinking, are they going to be able to do it? Is the is this the actual start of the, the decline for the Chiefs? It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, truthfully. The defense, if... Horrendous. There's offenses that easily can score on them. We saw the Browns more than capable of doing it. We did it. The 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 Eagles put up a solid uh, solid performance <laughs> we against them, them too. Obviously the Chargers. Obviously the Ravens. Obviously the Bills. But these are all solid. Chiefs have had a hard schedule for sure, and their defense isn't helping them by any means. But you need Mahomes to be perfect, and he hasn't been. I think the Chiefs looked like this last year. They, it didn't show in the win loss column because they got a bunch of breaks. I said this last season, but Patrick Mahomes has the most interceptions dropped of any quarterback yep. I think that I've seen. Yeah, for sure. Whenever he throws interception, it's either like an offsides or a defensive pass interference. It's always something that, that doesn't allow the interception to actually hold up. But the Chiefs last year were a sloppy football team. They played sloppy. It was second half heroics that really got them over the top. 
but they were a sloppy football team last year, which is why I thought the Bills were going to beat them in the AFC Championship. Because I also think the Bills, the same way they played defense against the Chiefs on, on Sunday night, they played against them last year, playing a cover two shell. They played that exact same way. And that was the way that teams guarded the Chiefs last season. This year, Patrick Mahomes, he's making riskier passes because he understands my defense is not going to stop anybody. So he's trying to make up 14, mm-hmm. 21 points with one throw. He's not taking a layoff because since <clears throat> they're taking Tyreek Hill away, you have these other players underneath. I also think that the Chiefs have to stop running in three wide receiver sets because the only good wide rec- great wide receiver on the Chiefs Tyreek. is Tyreek Hill. Anybody else is not good. Sammy Watkins was good. He's not there no more. Tough. Do you trust Demarcus Robinson? Do you trust Brian Pringle? He hasn't you, been bad. Do you trust McCole Hardman? I he mean, hasn't these, been bad these guys aren't. Do you trust him? Though? These guys aren't yeah, good really. receivers. Person I would Holmes, rather. Yeah. I would rather go out in two tight end sets and try to. And teams are telling the Chiefs run the ball, run the ball. I would try to run the ball a little bit more and kind of play teams out of that coverage. Well, Clyde is hurt right now. Yeah, yeah but, Dar- but Daryl Williams isn't a slouch. He's about to come in and do his thing, actually. I just think that the Chiefs played sloppy last season, and now it's finally catching up to them. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Whether or not they're going to win the AFC West is still up to is still up for grabs. That's still a question. But they've always been, they've been playing sloppy like this for the last two seasons, like one and a half seasons. And I don't know if they're going to fall off because the cap is about to spike again, and the Chiefs will be able to sign defensive cornerstones to solidify that defense right now they have one of the younger cornerback groups in the nfl you know probably second to the jets because the jets have an insanely (laughs) young secondary but the chiefs i still believe the chiefs are a threat but i am kind of counting them out i don't think they're as good as the bills uh they're better than cleveland but i don't think they're as good as the bills ravens and just because the Chargers are inexperienced, I put them in that same tier. But my tiers for the AFC are Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, and then the Browns are in that third tier. Uh, can I ask, can the Chiefs still beat anyone? Yeah, they yeah, can. They can, for sure. All right. They can. There's no doubt about it. I'm looking at this AFC championship game. Bills couldn't stop a nosebleed, bro. It's 38 to 24. They put up 21 in the second quarter. And if this is basically the same defense as last year, it was raining on Sunday night. It's like, I don't know if I'm if I'm all in on the Bills. That's all I'm saying. Forget about the Chiefs. The Bills I mean, is what the, I'm focused the, on. The cover two philosophy to stop the Chiefs has been there since last year. Like, but teams, has it really worked? Other than Buccaneers. It, ha- like, it has worked in, in stretches. When? It has worked in stretches. Well, the Bills. Off the top of your head, no worries if you can. The Bills in the regular season played that same way against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That year in the AFC Championship, they faced, but in the regular season, they played also. And the Bills played that same defense against them. Mm-hmm. And it actually neutralized the Chiefs as much as you can neutralize yeah. them. Tampa played it in the Super Bowl. They played cover two against yep. them as well. But the offensive line, you know, pretty much gave up that, that was the one. Game. Yeah. But cover two is not something that's brand new. It's not a new philosophy. Sure. It's not like Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley brought in a new philosophy. He doesn't stack the box. He puts in more secondaries. He basically plays dime for the entire game, and he takes away the pass. Cover two is not new. It's been there. Just take away Tyreek Hill. Take away these explosive plays. Did the Niners play that way in the Super Bowl? I'm not entirely. No, they play a cover three scheme. Salah plays a cover three scheme. <clears throat> 
taking away Tyreek Hill and explosive plays has been there, but Mahomes now is is constantly looking for that because he has to make up the difference. Yep. Last year, the Chiefs' defense was a lot better. He he believed his defense could get stops. If Mahomes doesn't score on every single drive, a touchdown or a field goal, screwed. the Chiefs have to make up like 30 points. You yeah. know, they have to make up two touchdowns. So that's why I think Mahomes is playing a little bit out of himself. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because he needs to play that way and not because he's regressed as a quarterback. I, I do think the Chiefs, they're oh, still I'm, great. Yeah, I'm with and you. if they can just understand that not everything can be made up in one play, they'll be fine for the foreseeable future. But as of right now, it does look bad. I think we're overreacting to it a little bit too much. But obviously, on Sunday night, it, did, it didn't look too good. I just think without the defense, that's what scares me, truthfully. It's like you need to have at least something. You can't be bottom bottom five, bottom three, and, and make, it into the, make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. That's sure. why I'm, I mean, I, there's, the Chargers are more complete. I'll, I'll let you get a word. And the Chargers are more complete. The Ravens are more complete. And we've seen it both, both times they've, they've beat them. You know, I mean, they've lost, true. excuse me. That's true, but... The Ravens are more complete. Yeah, I don't trust. But the, Ravens. the Chiefs only lost nah, this that is the game. Ravens the Chiefs only nice. lost that game. You could say because Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbled. fumbled. Yeah, Mahomes yeah. had that ball. It's really about the Chiefs. If you face the Chiefs and if they have the ball last, you're going you to lose. lose for sure. The Chargers beat the Chiefs, but if the Chiefs had the ball last, they were going to win. Mm-hmm. It, it's really the only team that's really embarrassed the Chiefs have been the Bills and. Even in that game, I think the Chiefs' defense, although as a whole was bad, they were getting stops down the stretch, And but the Chiefs didn't capitalize on offense. Mm-hmm. But versus the Ch- Chargers and the Ravens, the Chiefs could have easily won both those games, and they beat the Browns in week one. Yeah, they did. So for me, I, I think they can beat the Chargers, Ravens, Browns. It's just the Bills. They're the biggest <laughs> worry to me when it comes to the Chiefs. I, I don't I don't have any like questions about year, the Chiefs though. beating anybody else. What were you going to say, JC? I was going to say, I mean— we don't see any signs of Kansas City's defense getting any better throughout the season, That's right? That's a fact. I think, the, I think the only thing they can count on is that their secondary is extremely young. I feel like last year, though, it, they was this not this bad, but they were no, bad. bad. No, they weren't. Bro, they were bad they last up, year, and then up, they got better towards the end of the year. They gave yeah. up 29 week one, <clears throat> then 30, 36. They gave up, okay, 30, put context on week one, though. They gave 30, up 29, but they in the second half, they stopped them. I, I'll get they, fair, they stopped them. Nevertheless, they still. Gave up. Oh yeah, for sure. Twenty nine yeah. against a, a, a Browns offense that I'm not really in on. Other than the running backs, truthfully, which what carried against the Chargers, yeah. I'm not really p- comfortable putting my faith in Baker Mayfield to win games. Baker, so, the Cleveland just put forty five on the Chargers. For, they definitely did, but at the same time, what did the running backs do? Chubb, I mean, that's a part Chubb of the, oh, that's no, a, for sure. But that's what gets them going. When yeah. the run game's going, the Browns are going to have success. But on top of that, again, 36 points to the Ravens, 30 points to the Chargers, 30 to the Eagles, and then 38 to the Bills. Yeah, These tough. are guys they're going to see down the road if they want to go to the yeah. chip. They're second I to think they can beat defense. the Ravens in the playoffs. I don't, I don't know, man. I think the Ravens are really different this season. No, they are. We'll Lamar see. Jackson improving as a passer is giving them know, a different I, I, dynamic. I think this season, this is a season where I, I, as a as a NFL fan, I think the Chiefs are the most vulnerable this year. So if anybody yeah. else is going to take the AFC crown, like it has to be this year. 
Yeah. I just think I just think That's it's the I just think it's the Bills because they have the number one ranked defense and then they're so good on defense, but then they're so good on offense they could put points yeah. on you. That's like that's like a recipe for a team that should be able yeah. to win the Super Bowl. It's nothing to take away from them. Number one, number one is always impressive. You they're got, favorites right now, but you got to look at who Tampa. they who they've played. They're, they're playing against defenses that are not the best or among the bottom in the league. <laughs> they play Titans next week, right? I, I built something like that. You I said right defenses. Here. Defense. So your question, <laughs> your question about the Bills is defense. No, his no, no he's saying the Bills have I mean, the offense. No, 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 not at all. But I'm saying right now they're number one in offense uh-huh. because they have played terrible. Well, I thought Arizona defenses. was one in offense. No, no, not, no, not anymore. Not in points. But the one week that they played against a solid defense, they lost. So I'm saying I'm not ready to commit fully to the Bills because we haven't seen them other than the Steelers play a solid defense. But are you success. not are you not fully ready to commit to the Bills being the number one offense at the end of the year? No. Or just having an elite I, no, offense? I don't think they'll be the number one defense at the end of the oh, excuse me. They they won't have the number one offense in the league. Uh defense given their schedule, they definitely could. And the way that they just put out Mahomes this past Sunday, but I have let, to give let's them say respect. like let's say like they're not number one at the end of the year. If they're like number four or five, you still got to give them their credit. Of course, they're still man. elite. That's yeah. why for me, I think if they're seven, eight, still. I'm just saying that's one and th- one obviously is something you got to look at and marvel at. But I'm not ready to to give them all this praise just because of the talent that they've played. I feel like that's that- why to me, I just even though I know they face some talent that's not so good, I still think that offense is elite. I like yeah, if oh, when for I, sure when I think about NFL teams, I think the Bills have a top five offense. Mm. When I think about their defense, I think they have a top five defense. But do you think that they could have this success in the postseason without a run game? They had it last year. But when they needed most against the Chiefs, the Chiefs' biggest weakness, they folded. The Chiefs don't run. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they don't run. I'm saying that they needed to run. The Bills needed to run to win that game. They were very one track minded. We got to pass the ball, and it really didn't work out too well for them. I personally just don't. I don't believe running the ball is that big of a deal in today's NFL. Interesting. I think most teams that have won have kind of been pass heavy. The Kansas City Chiefs have been pass heavy. Bucks. The Bills. The Bucks. Have ah, been but Lenny had an excellent Fournette, game. Fournette played awesome. Also, Tom Brady had an MCL injury mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. I think most teams now are pass happy. We look at Cleveland; the they're they're the best running team in football by far. Yeah. The reason nobody uh, Ram, puts them uh, as contenders mm-hmm. is because you can't trust Baker, sure. and their passing offense isn't isn't that great. I'm with you, Josh Allen. I think because of the threat to pass, but also he can move and he can get on the ground. He can get you first downs mm-hmm. on the ground. Last thing I'll say about this: sorry to cut you off, King. Last thing I will say, these championships, the, the Chiefs, the Bucks, Damian Williams had an excellent game. If Mahomes isn't the quarterback of the team, he's probably a Super Bowl MVP. He's probably the Super Bowl oh, MVP. Oh, yeah, but James White, same thing against the Super Bowl with the Falcons. James White should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Over Edelman? With, no, with the, the year that they oh. came back against the Falcons. If t- yeah, Edelman, Edelman, Edelman won that year. No, now, the Falcons. No, nah, trust me, guys. Uh, Tom Brady won the MVP. Uh, Tom Brady did win against the Falcons. James White had three touchdowns. Nah, against King. Look it up. up. No, Edelman made the catch. Made the catch. Oh, no. He's talking about who won the Super Bowl MVP. The Super Bowl MVP. Brady won it. But I'm saying James White had three touchdowns. We got to realize how significant running backs are come playoff time. I do think it was Edelman. I think the Niners had an effective run game. That was important for them. I thought you said Falcons, though. Exactly. Falcons, James White should have won Super Bowl MVP, in my opinion. Three touchdowns over 100 yards. 
But you I, said Brady won. He did win the MVP. Against the Falcons. Yes. Okay. So regardless of that fact. Can you search it up? I mean, yeah. You, um, you can just trust it? me. What 2019? Nah, 2015, because uh, the Broncos won 2016. Uh, or no, 2017. I'm sorry, King. Um, but regardless of that, running has been proven in, throughout these past few, past few years that it needs to be there in order for your offense to really be effective. And I think the Bills really, really lack that. I know, bro. Thank you. He got it. He yeah. got it. He yeah. was right. He was right. But the thing about Which it is that Edelman win then. Edelman won it the year that they played the Rams. He was he had like 150. Oh yeah, he had yeah. like 12 yeah. receptions. Bro, he tweaked. Right. Yeah. yeah, he went crazy. The thing about it though is I think Devin Singletary has shown that he can get you some explosive games from time to time. Ah. Like what you're talking about, like <laughs> Damian Williams he had tweaked. a great. Okay, he had a great game against the 49ers, but. Did any game prior to that yes. in the regular season yes. show you that yes. he can do that in the Super Bowl? He, dude, he like, looked really Damian, good. Damian Williams is a good running back. Yeah, but he had a good season. For him to have that great of a what game, nobody there, expected that. Dude, he, I, just, no one expected it, obviously, because you thought but that Mahomes would be. What you're talking about is an outlier I game. I mean, what's a, what's a, what's a good in game offense. in your opinion, though? Well, for a running, Did he rush for over like 100 yards and a touchdown? Or what was I got he, you. Was he, I got you. In the Super Bowl, nah, he, back. he did his thing. Well, yes, he. Well, in that offense, you have to be an all purpose back. back yeah. But Damian Williams really was so, in the Super Bowl 17 carries, 104, four catches, 29 yards. He scored twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was great. Game. But what you're talking about is an outlier game from somebody that usually doesn't have that type of that game. game definitely on. helped, though. Nah, he, like, for example, like, for example, let's just, let's just use this right here. Um, I'm trying to think. I just blinked. My mind just blinked. That's all right. Like an outlier play? performance in the Super Bowl? Yeah, just an outlier performance in general because that entire this is what I was gonna say that entire year the Kansas City Chiefs ranked on the bottom of the league in terms of rushing offense. So what about the Niners? Well, the Niners are a run first team, and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they the, lost the because Rams. their quarterback couldn't make a throw. All right, it so was true. He Damian, a, Damian Williams took the spot over late. There were some injuries. Came in week week fifteen. Excuse me, week sixteen had thirteen attempts, hundred and three rushing yards, mm. seven targets. Seven receptions, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. No, Damon Williams is good. But he's good. No, but that was but, in the regular season. No, what I'm I understand you. that. But that was one game. But he took but over he later. He took over late, though. Oh, well, for, yeah, the, sure. for the most, no, 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 I'm agreeing with no, you. Yeah, but I'm saying late. they at least had a running back option that they could actually say, yeah. "All right, you're talented enough to get us, or excuse me, have production for us mm-hmm. and be efficient for us to win a but game." But nothing about the Chiefs. Devin Singletary is not that. No, nothing on nothing. That entire year from the Chiefs told you that they can do that at an effective level. But what does that have to do with what I'm really ultimately saying? The Chiefs were a bottom run team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The Bills are not a great run team. Exactly. But the Chiefs still made it that far because they had one game from a player. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were not a run team, but they had a couple good games from Leonard Fournette. Uh, Ronald Jones was solid all season. He was okay. I mean, right. he was. He you couldn't really season. trust him on third downs. He was okay, but they're not a run first team. No they way. They passed the ball. But most they still these, had that option. Yes, but most of these teams are pass first. Mm-hmm, for, the, sure. Can, for sure. Can, can the Bills, in a game where the pass is getting protected heavily, where they're running soft coverages to you know, mitigate the threat of deep threats, mm-hmm. can Devin Singletary receive about eight catches out the backfield or five catches out the backfield and do something on the screenplay? He can. I don't know. I if mean, he da- Damian me that. Damian Williams' touchdown in the Super Bowl was how he took it pretty far. It was. It, it was. was long, it was a decent touchdown. Yeah, it was on a screen play. It was on a broken play from the defense. So I think that you can see that. What I'm saying is that those teams had bottom rush deep, had bottom rush offenses in the NFL. The Bills have a bottom rush offense. 
what got them to the Super Bowl was not rushing the ball. Elite passing. It was an elite pass game, and analytics prove that elite passing game mitigates that option of a run. Is a running Ooh, game still effective? It was like that. I feel like man. if you have a balanced attack, though, you Bro, should be and all right. I'm sorry. That was 2018 that I read you that. That 2019 season that they went to the Super Bowl, Damian had 196 rushing yards in the playoffs. In a game? But no, in the in, I'm saying throughout oh, the throughout the playoffs. Crazy. 196 and three games. That's not bad. Two touchdowns. I kind of get where you both are coming from. I think a running game matters, but not as much as you think it matters. I mean, how That's much of it? How is. much of it was Mahomes' impact oh, of bro, getting them open? No, for those runs, no you know doubt I mean? about. I'm with you guys yeah. in that sense for sure. They're pass first offenses without a doubt, and mm-hmm. that's what allows them to be successful. Yeah. But the the I, I what's the word I'm looking for exactly? Uh, but it wasn't the, the end all be all for you. It, not not the end all be all. I'm saying that they could rely on this running back if they needed to. That safety net in Damian and Damian yeah. Williams, in Leonard Fournette, in James White is what allowed them to ultimately win. Is what I'm saying. Devin Singletary. But James and, White is a receiving back. Correct, but he still was efficient in the run game as well. He had but an ultimate like Devin Singletary has shown he could be efficient in the run game. He's had good performances. I don't know about a fit. He's had good performances here and there, but on a consistent basis. I think basis, he peaked his rookie year. That's what, like, <laughs> I don't even know if I would even say that. It, like, he really what, hasn't been anything all too special overall. And that's why I really, until, unless they really, I, what my biggest concern with the Bills prior to the season was that I wanted them to go and get a, a running back in the draft. Either you go and you and you take the flyer on Najee. He went earlier than they had the picture. You'll live with that. Javante Williams, you could have took the flyer on him. You could have took the flyer on ETN, although hindsight says that, you know, you probably should have not have taken it because of the injury. But regardless of that, their biggest hole was running back. They didn't address it. And so far within the season, it hasn't affected them because they haven't really had to rely on the run game. But I think it will. Okay, that's actually yeah. Point. I mean, I think their biggest problem fair was pass rush last year, and I think Gregory Rousseau fills that gap for them. Yeah, you know, is getting your running back for them good? Is it a good move? Yeah, it's a good move, but I just think you look at these run first teams in the NFL. The Rams last year got bounced out. The Saints got bounced out because yeah. they couldn't trust Breeze. You have the Niners got bounced out a couple years before, uh-huh. and even then they couldn't go all the way. Tennessee. Even with the best running back in football and even a good quarterback in Tannehill with A.J. Brown on the outside, they got bounced out. The Ravens, they got bounced out. The teams that have went the furthest are teams that passed the ball first. Oh, listen, the Chiefs, I'm not disagreeing. The Bills, the Packers, the Bucks. Oh, but they still had that option of the running back, which has allowed them to be even more successful, which is what my ultimate point is. The yeah, Bills don't but have Devin that. But Singletary just had 82 yards rushing for a touchdown. Against 13 who? Ca- the, carries the, against the, the Dolphins. Uh, Against the Dolphins, whose defense really hasn't been that And he's solid. averaging 5.2 yards per carry, which is the highest of his career right now, currently. That's, that's excellent. But I'm not, really, I'm not ready to rely on him come playoff time. Again, they're playing against bad defenses. I just think come playoff time, it's about how the offense is built, is schemed around the player. Mm. And in the playoffs, they're going to pass the ball. How many carries did Devin Singletary have that game? In the play, what, what game? The Dolphins game. 13 carries. He had 6.2 yards per that's carry. excellent. So Singletary, I think, is a good back, but they have two guys in Moss and Singletary. Moss is a really solid red uh, red zone back for sure. Devin Singletary, he just lacks elusiveness for me personally. No, he does, but I think just it depends on matchups, and most teams in the NFL right now are built to stop the pass, if anything. So, you know, I I just don't think running backs matter that much. Can you incorporate them in the game plan some? Yeah, but the Bills ultimately... That's why they got Sanders yeah. to pair up with Diggs. Yeah. That they have Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Sanders, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox is now 
emerging. For sure. And the Bills' three biggest problems coming into this season for me were the running back, yep. an edge rusher, and having a reliable tight end. And now that Dawson Knox is broken out, they fixed that. Yep. Now that Gregory Rousseau has, he's showing great flashes as solid. a rookie, yeah. they fixed that. And they also drafted Boogie Basham. So I think not having a great or elite running game is not that big of a deal for me personally. Fair enough. But Josh Allen had a great game against the Chiefs, and a bunch of quarterbacks had great games. Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. We are going to rank these players 1-6 to based on where they rank to us currently in the MVP race. So, Riv, I want to start with you. 1-6 through MVP, name me your guys. Uh, it's such a tough list because I feel like all these guys have made a strong case. But one got to be Kyler Murray for me right now. You know, him being undefeated, him being so explosive with his feet, with his arm. It's He's just a dangerous guy. He's been able to do whatever he wants against the Rams, against the Niners. You know, he's been doing whatever he wants against the Titans. So I got him at one. Number two right now for me has got to be Justin Herbert, you know. He's broken some records in the past couple of weeks. He's been phenomenal. You know, year two, we thought he couldn't. We thought, like, we asked that question, like, how could he get better? And he's gotten better. So that's number two for me. Number three, I'll probably have to say Tom Brady. You know, I think that's that's the next guy up for me. I think Tom Brady has him being that old and still being able to be that elite. You know, shout out to AB. AB has jumped, brought his career back into life. But I think he's just been so great and so incredible. At this age, it's impressive. And then, you know, at five, I got Lamar. You know, I think Lamar being that fact that he's killing those narratives, the fact that people say he couldn't throw, people say he was very inaccurate. Now he's shown, especially last night after last night, you know, 400 yards. He come back win. He's been impressive. Team has been damaged with injuries on both sides of the ball, and he's been able to keep them afloat. And then coming to last, I think it's Dak. Dak has been incredible. I don't think there's a big gap between none of these guys. I think all these guys have a strong case to be any number. Dak at six for me because, you know, Dak's been incredible. He's been great also. It's, he, he hasn't, you know, he's 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 been keeping his team in games, but the, the the thing that's been helping him is the run game is back. Zeke is back. Pollard has been great. You know, I got him at six for me. That's my list. All right, so for mine, I have Herbie at one. I got Brady at two. I got Kyler at three. I got Josh Allen coming out at four. I got Lamar in five. And then I got D- Dak at six. Now, Herbie's got to be the MVP for me just because of the stats that he's been putting up and the people that he's beat and, and the fashion that he's done it. Beating the Chiefs was solid. Last second drive, that throw to, to, to Mike Williams was a bold one in my opinion. I didn't think that they were going to actually pass the ball in that situation. Just thought they were going to run the clock out, kick the field goal. But they decided, you know what, we can't risk that given the fact we're playing the Chiefs. They scored a touchdown. That was solid. Uh and an impressive win, uh, impressive win this past week, excuse me, uh, against the Browns. The way that he did it, five touchdowns, no interceptions, don't for over 400 yards. I think in fantasy, he finished with over 50 fantasy points. Something stupid, bro. He was amazing. But I have Brady at two, actually, over Kyler because Brady leads the league in passing yards. Brady uh, has 15 touchdowns to two interceptions. That's 15 touchdowns is second most in the NFL right now. Has his team in in a great position right now, top of the their division, and he's doing this like you mentioned at, at the age of what forty three, forty two. I'm pretty sure 44? he's he, no, is he forty four? He's old. He's forty four. Like what he's doing is something that we probably 
people are trying to say that given with new modern technology, they believe that quarterbacks are going to be like Brady more off the 44, bro. He, that is just, you can't make something like <laughs> yeah, this up. Great. But he, he's in a great situation for his off- offense to be successful and him to have success in that offense. So regardless of that, to still be go out there and still perform at the high level that he has, I got to give him his respect for that. Kyler. Now, only reason why Kyler isn't higher, on the, you know, two or one for me personally is one, Herbert and Kyler were right neck and neck, truthfully. And with this game that Herbert just had, I just think that he launched himself right into that one spot. And Brady's just been consistent all season long. Uh, Kyler, of course, obviously his team's the only undefeated team in the league right now, but he did not have the best of games against San Fran. I get San Fran's a solid defense division game. You're going to struggle against the team regardless whether they're in your division. But I just would have liked to see more. And given the the fluctuation of the MVP list, probably for the rest of the season, it's going. He's going to constantly be moving up and down this list. But three right now is not disrespect at all. Four, Josh Allen. Uh, after this week, you could probably debate that he should be higher on my list. I just again, how we've already had like this thirty five minute conversation about the Bills. I'm just not ready to give him as much credit as everyone else might be, just because of the defenses he's faced. That's why he's number four on my list. Lamar five over Dak. Lamar has been miraculous this season. And and somehow, if you look at it, his stats have been down as compared to last year. I believe he has a lower completion percentage from last year. But I think that's more in part of him being more willing to pass the ball. And that's what you love to see out of someone that had so many question marks come into the season where he can actually throw the football, be a true quarterback or not. Uh, one of my friends, Joey, I have to call him out on this because he said that he thought that Lamar Jackson Jackson should be a running back. Should transfer over to running back. <laughs> After that, Lamar goes, comes back against the Chiefs, had did what he did against the Broncos, comes back against the Colts. Just ever since, it's been one of the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. But he has been like that with his arm this season, and you have to recognize that, especially after he won his MVP. Uh, he had his MVP campaign, lost in the first round that he played in. Again, next season, wins the game, but then loses to the Bills. There's people that had questioned his game. The way that he's bounced back has been huge. And then Dak at six. Dak's going to move up. Right now, six is, is where he deserves to be right now, but he's going to continue to move up because I don't see Dallas losing many games this season, and it's going to be in part of not only their defense, but Dak Prescott and the way that he's able to run that offense. Ezekiel Elliott has looked fantastic. Pollard obviously has looked fantastic. But I wouldn't say Cooper and CeeDee Lamb have looked what we expected them to look. Week one, they came out guns blazing, but let's be real. We're, we're seeing more Dalton Schultz involved. We're seeing Cedric Wilson become involved in this offense. We're seeing Tony Pollard become an integral part of this offense as well. It's not the guys that we had expected, obviously, outside of Ezekiel, to really be effective and, and, and result in them getting wins because of their play. Dak Prescott has made all these things possible, and I think he will continue to, grind, uh, to, to climb up this list. But I think right now that six is, is pretty firm given the rest of the guys that have shown out. Okay, well, disclaimer, I know I'm probably going to get some heat for this, but I honestly have Kyler Murray last place. Okay, okay. And I'll, I'll tell you why, but um, number one is going to be Justin Herbert, just off his you know, his game that he had against the Browns, 400 yards. He's breaking records this season. He's He's been incredible. Number two, Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady leads the league in passing yards. Yeah, I man. Yeah. I mean, as a 44-year-old, leads the league in passing yards. Just put up 45 on the Dolphins. I know that's not impressive, but he consistently has been doing that his entire career. Then I got Josh Allen at number three. I also think that he's had a fantastic year, his game against the Bills, and just his overall play this year as a dual-threat quarterback, being able to throw the ball, run the ball. He's been fantastic this year. Definitely. Then after that, I have Lamar Jackson. I actually had Lamar Jackson at number five, but 
just because of how great his game was last night and the narrative that he couldn't throw the ball and he threw four touchdowns, threw 400 yards and led that comeback. I mean, I think that obviously definitely boosted his uh, sure, man. MVP uh, rankings up. And then at number five, I have Dak Prescott. I personally think Dak Prescott's better than Kyler Murray. Um, if you look at the statistics, too, I know Dak Prescott has, I think he has more yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions, and a better quarterback rating than Kyler Murray. Um, and then, obviously, I, like I said, I have Kyler Murray at, at number five. You know, he's had a fantastic season uh, team, is undefeated. He's been playing pretty good football. But, I mean, I look at this list and I look at all these guys and I just feel like they're more worthy candidates because they just have better statistics across the board than this guy. And it's not, you know, it's not to knock Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is a very, very good quarterback. He definitely belongs in this MVP discussion. But I just think people are kind of like – um over exaggerating the fact that his team is five and zero, and they're trying to propel him as like, because I've I, I mean I don't know if you guys heard, but I've seen all over the place that some people think that he should win the MVP because his team's been winning the most games, and I just think I think everybody here on this list has a fair case at being a better quarterback than Kyler Murray at this present day that we're in. So I mean that's my MVP list mm-hmm. uh, right now. Like I said, I think number one is Justin Herbert. He's just been incredible this season. Charger's been amazing. His game that he just had. I think he's number one right now. Top six MVP candidates. Number one has to be Tom Brady. How can it be anybody but Tom Brady? He's had two five touchdown passing games this season. He leads the league in yards. He leads the league in touchdowns. He's only thrown two interceptions. And yes, his completion percentage isn't as high as these other guys on this list. But it's because he's throwing farther passes. Kyler Murray, for half the game, is throwing screens. So that completion percentage, the fact that it's so high, I'm not too into that. Second has to be Justin Herbert. I think he's solidifying himself as a top-five quarterback right now. He just had a five-touchdown performance against the Cleveland Browns. That was phenomenal. Number three is Kyler. Just because that completion percentage is high, his rushing along with his passing, and that Arizona is 5-0, and no, I have to give them some respect. But Lamar Jackson is right behind him. He has more total yards than 18 teams in the NFL. Ridiculous, Which bro. is just Ridiculous. absolutely absurd. His touchdown numbers aren't as high as Kyler or Herbert or Brady or even Dak and Allen, but I think his impact overall is. Then, then number five is Dak Prescott, I think. The fact that the Cowboys are winning this much and he's thrown for this much yards and this much touchdowns, he has the best quarterback rating amongst all these quarterbacks currently by a wide margin. He's at 117. Second closest is Brady at 108. Because Josh Allen had a great performance against Kansas City, that's why everybody's propelling him to top three on the MVP race or top two But I think he has to do a little bit more. I understand it was a great game against Kansas City, but his numbers aren't as good as these other players on this list. Yes, it was a great performance, but Josh Allen, amongst all these quarterbacks, has the lowest completion percentage. He is tied second in touchdowns. He has two interceptions, but in quarterback rating, he's the lowest on this list. So one through six, I have Brady, Herbert, Kyler, Lamar, Dak, and Josh Allen. Those are my six. Kyler has a one thirteen. You're right. Yeah. So You're right. Let, let I had to give my voice some some his flowers. <laughs> uh, right there. Are we disrespecting not having Staffy on this list at all? 
I feel like I think the top six, those six guys, I don't think it's disrespectful. Nah, it low key might be. I mean, twelve touchdowns, three interceptions, third in passing yards, his completion percentage, he's throwing sixty eight percent, which is higher than Herbert, higher than Lamar, lower than obviously Kyler, who's got a seventy five, which is ridiculous. And Dak, that's seventy four. Dak's at seventy four. That's also ridiculous. And then Josh Allen's at sixty two. Matthew Stafford has been a free. I mean, he's his average yards per attempt is is nine point two. The offense that they're running has been pretty great against the teams that he's needed. Who would you put him over? Right now, it's not uh, probably over Allen, probably over Lamar, probably over Dak. I can't put him over Lamar. Not after the last night. I'm sorry, bro. Not I mean, even that. Lamar has three fourth quarter comebacks and three game winning drives this year already. I I don't know, man. Matthew Stafford has been amazing. I think come end of the season, he'll probably be top three in, in yards he, and touchdowns, and only three interceptions. Lamar has three three interceptions. How many fumbles this season? A lot. Two minimum? Three. Yeah. But he's carrying the Ravens right now. No, no doubt, bro. And I'm not going to take that away Stafford's from him. I don't think Stafford's carrying the Rams. That's why I, I think don't know. Lamar's four and, better. Four and one. I'm pretty sure they are four and one. Four and one. The, the offense He didn't is, look good against the Cardinals. He didn't look great against the Colts. He didn't look great against the Cardinals. Against the Colts, he did what he needed to do. He didn't look great. I wouldn't say he looked great, but they were, again, at Indianapolis, still came out with the W. And against yeah. Seattle, he didn't look good. I w- look, but he didn't look great. He looked okay. I, oh, he looked he good. The second half was he, good, He threw right? for 385, a touchdown and interception. And that interception yeah. was before. He looked good. Like, that was the one of the first things he did in that game. Yeah. So to bounce back again, especially in the 12 in Seattle, I got to give him his respect there. defense is terrible, though. Who, the Seattle's? Yes. Yeah, bro, it's bad. It's, it's really it's bad. the worst defense but, in the league. But regardless, anytime you go into Seattle... That environment and in division, it's a tough matchup, and he did his thing. I don't know. You think that's more of a fallacy than anything at this point? I think twelve at, at one point the twelve was a place you didn't want to go play when it was a legion oh, of boom. Oh, yeah. But as of recently, I don't think anybody's like, "Wow, this is <laughs> for real. We're gonna lose if we go that's here." Easy <laughs> to say now that Russell's I mean, out, last but, year it was bro, pretty but even even with Russell there, though they've they've lost home playoff games. They haven't been amazing in prime time. They beat us at home. I mean, usually most of Seattle's games come down to the wire. Most of them are not. Who did they close. lose at home to? The the Rams. They yeah. lost to the Rams. The Rams. This year in the yeah. playoffs. Really, bro? That's no crazy. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last oh. year. Last no, year. No, they yeah. played. Oh yeah, they yeah, did last lose year. Rams. No, they, they lost to the Packers. They were the first in their division. Nah, no, they lost to the Rams last the year. The Rams beat them, and, and then they the went on. Before, then the Rams me. faced the Packers, and they lost. That was the year before. Part. Who's the other team that beat them at home this year? Titans. The Titans, yeah. In a comeback in a comeback win, they blew that game. That's crazy. You're right. I gotta give you that. But the it, regardless, in division still, that's a tough it's a tough matchup regardless. But hey, that's pretty fair. The twelfth, I forgot that they lost at home to the Rams. MVP race, we gave our top six. This other players in the defensive player of the year race, Trayvon Diggs. And right now he's having a <laughs> tremendous season. Riv is laughing over here because he was hating on my, my oh, guy Trayvon my. Diggs. <laughs> what were you thinking? He was hating bro? on a young boy. I was boy. hating? I'm asking. Were you? No. I said, go ahead. Let, 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 let you talk. said that he couldn't hold a lighter to Marcus Peters. Okay. You believe I said that? No, wait, wait. Do, do, does that, does that even like, sound like how I you, speak? You like Marcus Peters a I said, lot. I you said, love it. No, but I said, <laughs> I said, because he said they were talking about Trayvon Diggs' interceptions. They was like, he has a lot of interceptions. So I said, okay. So why were people calling Marcus Peters a ball hawk his rookie year when he had hella interceptions? I always said he was a ball hawk. But I'm though. saying 2015 when he was actually guarding, the, like he was guarding wide receivers a, and he, he was did. locking them Wait, down. Who, is Trayvon Diggs not guarding wide receivers? Yeah, but he got cooked by DJ Moore and he Kadarius Tony put him in a blender. Kadarius Tony had one catch on him, bro. 
That being said, uh, MP, yes, people don't like him because of his personality. Oh, that's respectable. All I said was 2015, his, his rookie year was, you can compare. That was the most interceptions he's ever had. Eight. Eight? Eight. Trayvon Diggs has six. He might not get two. Games. He might not get eight for the rest of the season. Nah, he might not. I don't know. He legit he's on well, right <laughs> The reason why he might not is because people should not target him. Let me ask you a question. Xavier Howard led the league in interceptions last year, right? Xavier Howard, yep. Xavier, he led the league in interceptions ten, last year, right? Ten, right? Ten. Ten. Did you consider him the, an elite corner? He was a top five. Yeah, he was top yeah, five yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. Do you still consider him an elite corner now? That's he's a top great ten. Question. That's a great question. I think he's top now, ten. Now, question. Now, to backpack off his question, how many elite corners are there in the NFL? In my opinion, there was might there might be three. Jalen Ramsey, Jair, Jair, Jalen, Marshall, Lattimore, Marshall Lattimore. Is Tre'Davious White elite still? I think Trey White has fell off, but he's still top ten. I agree, but would you say elite? Because this is the question. I don't That's think he's elite. I, I scrutinize this question a lot. I think Darius Slay. He's playing like it he this is. year. He is. I'll give he you. He locked that. up DJ Moore. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Not the other guy. Okay, he did but that. Let me just let bro, me just read you, have, you. Go ahead. Yes. Let me please. just read you this, right? Please. What are you gonna read? Trayvon me? Diggs this year. I know what you're gonna read. Nah, he's other no, guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you both sides of the story because please. we're gonna I'm gonna ask a different question than what, what I was initially gonna ask you guys. Trayvon Diggs has the most coverage snaps without allowing a touchdown this season, two hundred five. Lowest passer rating allowed this season at thirty eight point nine. Spiking the ball every play would result in a 39.6 quarterback rating. He has defended 145 routes this year, 10th in the NFL, four pass breakups, fourth in the NFL, six interceptions, first in the NFL, first time it's ever happened in this amount of games. But he also leads cornerbacks in penalties and has allowed the fourth most yards of any corner this season. So (laughs) this is the question I'm going to ask you guys right here. Are you trading Trayvon Diggs good but not great coverage for his ability to create turnovers and give possessions back to the offense? I think he's literally— that's an excellent question, dude. And this is why I brought him up because I think that's literally like what Marcus Peters used to do. He played aggressive and he gave it up a lot of time to get turnovers. I would rather want that because they're game changers. You know, a turnover is such a big game changer. For and really? sometimes you need those turnovers, especially for Dallas, a team who doesn't cause— a lot of turnovers. You need a guy who creates a lot of turnovers because it gives your offense the ball back. I would prefer a guy who you know creates turnovers. In my opinion, I couldn't say it better. Truthfully, especially when you're playing on Dallas, whose offense is as effective as it is, you just give them one to two more opportunities per game. That's really all the difference that you really need. In in at least in Dallas's situation, uh, I think like I'm kind of stuck in the middle. It's just because like I, I'm I'm you know I'm a longtime Jets fan and I've just seen like oh, Darrell Revis like God. that's literally. fair. It's fair. No, we've seen Darrell Revis take no, one I, side of the field completely yeah, take it out. Off. A decade ago, we don't care about that. No, but, whoa, you don't whoa. care about Darrell Revis. I don't care about it no more. A top five corner of all time. He's arguably you could debate he's one. You could debate he's one. No, not over Dion. It's debatable. As, as, as a man to man, in terms of man to man, yes, you could definitely yes, you debate can. that. hundred percent. Then he had the in oh nine. I know it's a long time ago. Now he had the greatest cornerback season ever, yes. right? Yeah, yes. no, he was ridiculous. Moss twice. To just look He's at that. Like on the Jets. Come man. on, no, bro. but nah. But I'm not. I'm not here to Jets. talk. About, I'm not here. To, I'm, not, I'm not here to look. I'm not here to turn this into a Jets. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make that. I was clear. using that as an example. Yeah. But I see. From what you. as a fan, from what I've seen, I would rather have a corner who can shut down the best receiver. And take away that side of the field, and like, in in his prime, just as as an example, Reeves was so good that there was a point in time where quarterbacks weren't even really looking to the side of his field. 
And I think if you can shut down, and he and, and another good thing about him, he traveled too. Like he would question. go from left to right. Does, so if you could take away the best receiver and shut okay. down the side of the field, and I think that's I'm more so, valuable than getting burned and getting interceptions back. Like like a Marcus Peters. I'd rather have a Darrell Reeves, a Jalen Ramsey type. Does of that thing. really help though when you're playing a team like example, the Chiefs last year or the Bills, where you may be able to take their number one away? But they have guys who have number two, they have a number well, three. Number yeah, but the thing is, yeah, we I had, mean, I, if I could have Darrell on Tyreek and he's gone for the entire game, yeah, I would man. much but rather. See, that. No, this we're this talking about Darrell. We're talking about Darrell. This is where my example kind of falters. No, we're just talking about the argument of this. That, that, yeah, I'm saying, like, that's nobody's, a good nobody's, nobody's a Darrell Revis right well, now. Jalen Ramsey's the closest thing. He's the closest. Even then, you have him, correct? Like, even in the. Perfect example, Rams and Cardinals. You had him. He played amazing defense on DeAndre Hopkins. But then you let guys like guys like AJ Green score. Then Rondell Moore. Like, but the, does that lockdown really matter? The thing that falters my 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 debate was that the Jets during that time they had Darrell Reeves, but they also had another very good corner. That's what it gets to me. So I don't know. Look, personally, personally, they love to bring that up. Personally, let them have it. Personally, I mean, look, I, I, I'm, I've always, I'm always the guy that I want, I want my corner to take the side of the field away, mm. follow the best receiver, and yeah. shut him down. You've never had a defense like that, bro. You don't know what it feels like. I have a y'all Super thought, Bowl. Nah, nah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all nah, thought, nah. Tom, y'all thought y'all had it with Nambi yeah. Oswald, yeah, yeah. but that was yeah. very bad. Yeah, you had that. You had no Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl. Yeah, one ring. We, I saw it. Okay. I vividly saw you that ring. Right. Well, you didn't see it. Ring, bro. Yo, okay. Let's just you talk about our defense for okay. a second. Oh, here we go. Going Darrell Revis, Antonio Cromartie, Lito Shepard. Yeah, Kyle Wilson was an okay slot. Jim Leonard, Rhodes. bro. Leonard, Yo, Leonard underappreciated, bro. He Jim was Leonard solid. was nice. Yo, was. David Harrison, Bart Scott. Team our team was good, but like we're reminiscing. I mean, Yo, who was our other safety? Your other safety was nice as hell. It was Jim Leonard. It was Kerry Rhodes. Carrie Rose. Nice. I don't like think that, that was Rowe, They're not hating. They're just appreciating Ring. what they No, had. but I was just using it as an example. But then, like, that question kind of made me falter because we had Antonio Cromartie, who was also another very good corner on the other side. A lot of teams don't have that luxury. I think so. I, the me, best, the so best guess question. I can give it is New England. Stephon Gilmore, when yeah. he won his DPOY, he had was Jonathan fit. Jones and that he was the J.C. Jackson. That year was the Real Revis-esque that yeah. year. Like in terms well, he of had two guys, locking people and down he had Devin McCourty. Yeah. So he had help on all sides of the field. So I think that's the best. You know, when you have help, obviously you want that lockdown. But I feel like for a guy like Trevon Diggs, he has to kind of be that because he doesn't have much help. And there's other guys on the field. Like he's playing teams with multiple receivers, like the Chargers. Like you can lock up Keenan Allen, so, but Mike Wills can go up for one fifty. Ultimately, ultimately, what you're saying is that you'd rather Trayvon Diggs in a lockdown, shutdown corner because teams have multiple receivers that can hurt you anyway. Yeah, I prefer the guy who causes a lot of turnovers. So I prefer the Marcus Peters, the Trayvon Diggs, Xavier Howard. Are we taking, into, are we taking, are we taking into the? Are we taking into account that uh, this guy? He, how many penalties has, has he had called against him? So you're He's aggressive. you're willing to take all the touchdowns over him, all the penalties for a couple turnovers rather uh, than uh, yeah. shut up. What, what number was he penalties? He was the fourth most in the league. No, I think. He's, no, the, most yards. Yeah, He's the most penalized. He's the most penalized cornerback. PFF has him rated a sixty-nine. That is egregious. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, this is just him against certain matchups. Against Mike Evans, one reception, ten yards. Get his thing. Against Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. Against Keenan Allen, four receptions, up. eighty-five yards. Against Devontae Smith, two receptions, forty-three yards. He had him in okay. hell. Against right. DJ Josh Moore, had him in hell. DJ Moore, two receptions, sixty-nine yards. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, zip. <laughs> nah, Kadarius Tony. Tony, one reception, thirty-five yards. Yo, yeah, two hundred yards receiving that game, bro. Kadarius Tony, one fifty. Nah, bro. Yeah, he but had it, more wasn't, than that. it wasn't on digs though, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. 
I would prefer the turnover guy. I don't know. I like Lockdown. But he's on, Diggs is on pace to allow 1,119 Yo, yards this like season, the Ramsey which is the most corner, since 2007. What do you prefer? All right. So that's pretty. If I, hold up. It, it depends because I think this question is really, we're basically describing like a Jalen Ramsey, right? But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Or, or let's just say this. I close my eyes and take James. Let's just, let's just talk about this because I think this is a better question because he's not as great as Jalen Ramsey, but he's still in the elite corner. Marshawn Lattimore, Trayvon Diggs. Who would you rather have? Marshawn Lattimore. That's easy. Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. Yeah. So where where does Trayvon Diggs so rank? Why I say this is so that's another reason why I started my 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 statement with how many elite corners are there really? But look, I'm t- Ramsey for sure. Jairi for sure. Lattimore for sure. That's it. I think Jalen Johnson is creeping into that category though. If if Trey's creeping in, then obviously I agree. And Jaylen I think has the guys be behind well. them are like Slay, Humphrey, yes. Johnson, yes. White, Ward, Xavier. But would you agree? So the question, original question was <clears throat> amongst elite corners. There's three firm fact elite corners. I think Diggs is the fourth best corner in football right now. Would you rather? So then basically like Jalen Johnson and Trayvon Diggs are a perfect example because they're both in the same year. Two different type of corners. Jalen Johnson's a man-to-man cover, one-on-one, take your guy. Trayvon takes a little bit more gambles. Who would you rather have to start your team just in the cornerback room? I'd rather have Trayvon Diggs easily. I, I would think I would take Trayvon Wait, Diggs. What was the question again? Trayvon Diggs and Jalen Johnson from Chicago. The thing is that, that Trayvon Diggs. Is, yeah, I, yeah, I want Diggs. Yeah. The turnovers are huge, especially for Dallas. It's pretty situational in this term, in this sense, excuse me, because obviously the Bears' offense stinks. So if he's going to take away the number one guy on the opposite <laughs> team, then obviously it's not really impacting the offense too much. I think unless you're a a legendary lockdown, you take the turnover guy. Like, Jalen Ramsey's on a different spectrum of lockdown. But it's not like Trayvon's really getting cooked. He's not getting That's vomited. what I'm saying. He's, he's not. He's not, like, he's not getting cooked. And not to mention, like he's Marcus causing turnovers. Marcus, stop. Stop. Marcus Peters know. used to get exposed. Not he exposed. To. Sometimes. He used Sometimes. To, he used his stay with the Rams, it was bad. Oh, yeah, the Rams. But the still with the Ravens has been great. With the Rams, and then the he Chiefs. The he has a lot of help with the Ravens, though. Kind of like what you mentioned with the Pat, Pats. Yeah, but the Stephon Chiefs, Gil- didn't, Chiefs didn't have Gilmore a lot of help. is a great corner, but they also help him a lot by having a safety over the top to make yeah. sure he doesn't get burned. Oh, Darrell Reeves didn't have that. Darrell Reeves will be, it'll be cover zero, lock, no, man no, to no, man. He's like, a different beast. That's what I'm saying. That's why I would take. There's not many Darrell Reeves, Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey in the world. These are my top ten corners in football right now: Jalen Ramsey, Jairi Alexander, Marshawn Lattimore, Trayvon Diggs, Darius Slay. Marlon Humphrey, Jalen Johnson, Tredavious White, Denzel Ward, Xavier Howard. This is for this season. I like Slay over Diggs, personally. That's biased. Though. I wouldn't take Slay over Diggs right now. Let me hear 8, 9, 10. I like Ward, Trey too. Trey White, Ward, Ward, and Xavier. And you have Jalen Johnson in there, too? I have Jalen Johnson as Over seven. Xavier? Yes. Xavier 10's low. Xavier has not has been shaky this year. I agree, but the Dolphins <laughs> just aren't good. You know yeah, what I'm but saying? Jaylen it's tough. Jo- oh, for example, like this is a, this is a great example too. Byron Jones on Dallas was a guy who was a great man-to-man corner, didn't but any they didn't cause any to- turnovers. I think <clears throat> Dallas would much rather trade. He was Diggs perfect for Miami with pairing up with Howard. Howard causes the turnovers. Byron locks down the other end. It's perfect, and they suck now. Yeah, still, yeah, they've been kind. Of, well, Byron, yeah, the Dolphins as a whole. Bit. Yeah, for real, bro. Next topic, Jamar Chase, and he's been phenomenal this year. Yeah. It, it's crazy when you predict somebody's going to be so good and he's good. It just okay, puts a big tape. smile on your face. 
Hey, Auden Tate. It does put a good Auden, smile Auden on Tate face. has been amazing in my franchise. I traded for him. He has over 800 <laughs> yards receiving right now. He's he could win off. Yeah, his he, he makes the field as, on your oh, franchise. On, as tears come down his eyes, he's throwing. He's forcing the ball into triple coverage <laughs> on Auden Tate. Why isn't this a reality? You literally have to go in the game, change the depth chart just for Auden Tate to get in the game. Like, no, he's, yeah. a, he's a pretty good overall. He's a 75. That's pretty good. Oh, it's not. That's the second best receiver on the Jets. That's that's bad on you guys. <laughs> wait, wait, is it really? Uh, J- it's it's Corey Jameson, and then seventy five oh. would be the third best. Oh my god! What's Corey like? Eighty one? Yes. Eighty four. Eighty four. Rodgers in eighty. Wait, they didn't do the update and drop him to an eighty two. I think you have to go. Oh, I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. I, th- I think I think they did an update drop in eighty two. Well, Jamar Chase, right now he's been on a tear. He has so far four hundred fifty six yards receiving, seventh in the NFL, twenty three receptions, five touchdowns, which is tied second. And 19.8 yards per catch. That's third in the league right now. He is on pace to break Justin Jefferson's rookie receiving record. Clean. Chase is on pace for 1,459 yards and 16 touchdowns. Now the question is, will Jamar Chase break Justin Jefferson's rookie receiving record that he set last season? You want me to go first, sir? I just wanted to just to bring up their schedule right quick. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. Oh, no, I'm here. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, so coming up, Detroit, you know, you got Baltimore, you got them Jets, you got Cleveland, you got the Raiders. I think, you know, Jamar Chase being that, that the Bengals have a high-powered offense. They got Joe Mixon, they have T. Higgins, they have Tyler Board, and then they have Jamar Chase. Being that they got three receivers, so it's going to be tough for them to cover. I think he has an opportunity to really break the record. Now, it's obviously different from Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson plunged into the number one guy, and he still did his thing. But I think Jamar Chase, being that third guy, being that sometimes he gets lined up in the slot or he gets in the deep route and he gets a mismatch a lot of the times, he's able to exploit those mismatches and then go for the big game. I think in the fact that he gets the big games, he's not a guy who does a lot of the short into me. He's just a big game type of receiver. I think that's going to help him a lot in breaking the record. I'm going to go on a limb here and say he does not break the record. I think he uh, cools on down a, a limb? little. That's a limb? That's a limb. It's a limb because I think all three of you are going to say he breaks the record. So I'm going to go out my way and say he doesn't break the record. I think he's going to cool down. I think he's still get a 1K. I think he's going to get a K sure. this year. But I think he'll, there. Yeah, I think he'll come down to earth, bearing any injury. I think he'll come down to earth, still get that 1K, but I think he won't get that record this year. Given the fact that the Bengals – even though they do have Joe Mixon, they are a pass-first offense. And when you have the ability to be the deep threat that Jamar Chase is, I think that this is what gives him the strong chance to actually break the record. Now, you look at Joe, you look at Jettas when he plays in, in Minnesota. He's more of a route guy than, obviously, Jamar Chase is. Jettas, his route-running ability, his separation allows the the intermediate passes to be there basically every single time. And that's what happened last year, and that's why Jettas is still having success to this point because he's such an excellent route runner. Now, you look at Jamar Chase, he just physically just has an advantage over these cornerbacks. Vertically, his speed, he's just at a different level than the cornerbacks that he's faced up until this point. And I just think given the fact that he's such a deep threat every single game and he could... He could easily be silent and out of nowhere, 65-yard touchdown, 65-yard play. It's just he has that big playability week in, week out. And I do think that he will break the rookie record because of his deep threat abilities. Barring injury, I, I think he's probably there. Uh, I 
I do think because Joe Burrow is his quarterback, Joe Burrow wants to do that for him. I think maybe if he's close to the number towards the end of the season, we might see Joe Burrow force feed him a little bit more than usual because I think he wants him to get the record. And ultimately, I do think he will break the record, but it it will be close, really close. Um, I think he's, I I agree with Joe. I think he's going to break the record. I mean, I've been looking at the schedule. I mean, how many more elite defenses do the do the Bengals play? I mean, next they play game the Ravens twice. Next okay. game is against the Lions. You have to see the Chargers and, and the Chargers. Yeah. So these are the these I don't are their know, games. Denver, he could cook us. These are their games: Lions, Ravens, Jets, Browns, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, 49ers, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Browns two times is tough. Ravens yeah. two times is tough. Uh. Chargers the Niners are, are always going to be tough. Niners, I'll be honest, he's violating them. He's going to violate them, especially they don't at have home. Corners, they bro. don't, bro. They didn't have D, D- Hop didn't do a damn thing. D Hop is banged up, and people aren't talking about That's it. True. That being said, uh, Broncos. As much as I want to be a homer, Marquise Brown violated us, and you could beat us with speed. So Jamar probably could have a really good game there. There's not other than the Ravens and, and the Browns because they're in division. Chargers. And the Chargers, because obviously Asante Samuel's obviously a solid. That just that whole secondary is really, really good. I think that he has a very, I would say, ninety to ninety-five percent chance he does it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, even the even the Browns, he just gave up forty-seven, bro. To Justin Herbert and the Chargers and their weapons. Yeah, what did Keenan Allen have? And the Chargers gave up forty-two to the Browns. So what you're saying is. The, the the Jamar Chase man is now. I'm saying Jamar Chase could uh, definitely uh, torch the Chargers and Browns, both of them. You know, Cleveland's very. You don't know what you're going to get on that defensive end. Yeah, like he had 75 yards. Keenan Allen is what I'm saying. So like the number one going up against the Browns, it's not like he's going to get clamped because of Ward. Ward is definitely fast. He has that ability yep. to stay with him step for step. But over the top, Jamar can legitimately beat about anyone. So I think we're all saying he's going to do it outside of Riff. So he did yeah. go out on a limb. Told but you. I think popular opinion isn't that, though. I don't know, bro. People were violating. Say, bro, did you see what Justin Jefferson did last season? No, he's did no you see it, though? Of course I he did. did last year. Bro, he was amazing. It's crazy how back-to-back years we're seeing rookie receivers break oh, records. Shoe guys. Wide receiver you, man. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, now Jamar Chase. Odell, didn't he break a record his rookie year? He no. missed four games. So. He tweaked, though. Yeah, he was OD. He, he was on pace to break records. Yeah. Love him, man. R.I.P. And Devontae Smith on the outside looking in. <laughs> Joe, what are you talking about? He's been doing his thing. Not as good as Jamar. Though. Coming no, from the duh, Denzel Mims guy. This guy is crazy. Right? <laughs> nah, Elijah Moore. Yeah, like, get him out of here. Yeah, y'all are down yeah, you're, bad. That was a top pick. Ours is not a top pick. Devontae is fine. Bro, where did you take uh, Elijah Moore with? Early first, second round. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, really okay. Early. That's not top no, no, pick. No, 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 no. Wait, wasn't he pick. the first pick of the second round? No. No, no he wasn't. Tyson Campbell was the first pick uh, of the second round. Okay, Devontae's been fine, bro. Don't worry. Devontae's been fine. Devontae's good. No. He got locked up by Trayvon Diggs, though. That's fine. No, he's he a rookie. definitely did, but the last couple weeks, Devonta Smith's been like that. He's. I mean, he's been like that. Philly's offense, it it's works good. No, it it works. It's gimmicky as hell. It oh, for sure, and it's, it's because it's beneficial to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. No, no, no it's I think beneficial to Hurts. True, very. It's true. gimmicky because Hurts has real limitations that they can't they can't really do too much with Hurts. They have to I'm get him. It's rhythm. funny though because the same way how you say my receiver's oh, been locked up, your quarterback has been locked up. Damn near all season. You mean my rookie quarterback? Oh, my rookie receiver. You didn't say that. You just kind of let <laughs> yeah. that float. Like, well, what's a hard? What's a harder position to play? Doesn't matter. They're both. Your man's getting no, locked up. Matter. No, it doesn't. It does because matter. you walked in. You, what'd you say this preseason? Oh, 
rookie of the year. Zach Wilson. Don't, he's gonna, don't sleep. It's not no, too late. I'm sleeping. He already like, won I'm the out. title. You know he has a title already, right? He has a, a championship title. A rookie of the week championship title. Oh, my God. It's so cute. How many does Jamar have? Like, at least four or five? He has a rookie of the month, doesn't he? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but Let a Zach has that championship belt. It has a, he has a Pepsi championship belt. Jamar's going to do something that no, like a bunch of skill position players haven't done. This might be the year we don't see a QB win rookie That's exactly what I was saying. And it's hilarious. Well, we didn't see it in 2018. Saquon won. Saquon was a different breed. This is your this is your this is your class because you have a QB. Twenty eighteen was Saquon. Twenty nineteen was Kyler. Twenty twenty was Herbert. I don't expect anything next week. We play the Patriots. Or you know what I was thinking of? Finally, when I said that, week, yeah, that when Zeke went off, Dak won Rookie of the Year, and that yeah. was inexcusable. Yeah, Zeke definitely should have won. Are you year. kidding me, bro? Sixteen hundred rushing yeah. and he didn't win. That makes no sense. One of the other big bigger headlines of the week was that Dan Campbell cried after he lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Real. The Lions remain winless at 0-5. They lost 17-19. to Vikings a hit coach. a game-winning kick. <laughs> the Lions were down 16-6 to with under four minutes left. I watched the game. I, I, I couldn't believe they came back. It was the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever seen. But they came back, kicking the field goal. Then Alexander Madison fumbled. That was followed with a touchdown from De- DeAndre Swift. And then a two-point conversion from Goff to Hodges, who's an unknown receiver. Put the Lions up 17-16. to 16. The Vikings with two timeouts drove down, kicked the field goal, and Dan Campbell cried and, and just talked about how proud of his players he was. They fight and work so hard, and he just feels awful for them. You could feel the tears coming from his face. I could feel the emotion. Dan Campbell, before he got hired by the Lions, I thought, well, when he got hired by the Lions, I thought was a was a cool coach. I seen his interviews. I know the media tried to portray him as a meathead or as somebody who's an idiot. With that kneecap yes. comment? Yeah. But when you actually watch him talk, I watched him on Pat McAfee, I watched his introductory press conference, he's actually a really good dude. And him doing this and crying is not a surprise to me. I've compared him before to Ted Lasso, if you guys have watched that show. Ted Lasso is a hit Apple TV show where a coach who's never coached the sport of soccer before goes from being a football coach to a soccer coach for a Premier League soccer team. And Ted Lasso acts exactly like Dan Campbell, or Dan Campbell acts exactly like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso has a famous quote in the show. Sometimes you win, but you actually lose. And sometimes you lose, but you actually win. I feel like that's something Dan Campbell would say. <laughs> he, it, it, I like that he cried because it shows that he actually cares about his players but will this philosophy be successful? I'm not sure because you see Bill Belichick, who's one of the coldest coaches ever. He has won so much. You see Mike Tomlin, who's an, a laid back, chilled players coach. And I wouldn't say chill, but he's a laid back players coach who has always had a winning record. And Dan Campbell, who is a empathetic, sympathetic coach towards his players. We'll see if this puts the Lions in the right direction. But if I was a Lions fan, how could you not like Dan Campbell? It shows that he cares about Detroit, the fans, and the players. That's all you could ask for from a, from a fan of a coach. No, yeah, you hit it right on the head. You know, and players want to see that. You know, players want to see your coach be as passionate about the game as them. And, you know, you see him crying up there. Obviously, he really wanted this one. And granted, you know, they're 0-5. They don't have a W. But, you know, they've been competitive. You know, they... Yeah, your Vikings take is going to suck at the end of the year. I just want to let you know that. They're 2-3, bro. Yeah, they're not winning the division, Yeah, bro. that take sucks. But um, I mean, they got the Panthers. They're going to beat the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next. Maybe. The, the Panthers just lost to the Eagles, bro. Darnold threw three picks. You, that almost just lost to the Lions. 
Don't try to disrespect yeah. us. <laughs> it's turning into 16, 16 to six. <laughs> they should. It should have been a blowout. It should have been. It, it should have been. It should have been. You always say it should have been. been. That's your favorite line. You always say the Vikings should well, be with, four with and the, one. With like. the Vikings, a should have is real legit. Oh my! Is it just like the Lions should be two and three for being realistic? Okay, you got to stop. <laughs> He's definitely right about that. I though. say they should have beat the Ra- the Ravens. Facts. They should have beat the Vikings. Based on the odd percentages after oh, they went up 17 16, okay. yes, absolutely. With 30 some seconds left, you shouldn't have blown it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, still, you know, getting your coach to cry like that, he really wanted this one. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, that shows leadership, you know, it shows character. And I like that. You know, I like that in coaches. It puts something in the players, you know, puts a fire. The team still sucks, don't get me wrong. So, Rick, <laughs> if you want to be a coach, would you cry like that? 100%. I'm one of them coaches that I'll be. We, what? If we win, I'm going jumping in with them. I, like That's a fact. I'm saying, confetti- would you cry to the media if they if you know you just start sobbing? Yeah, I'd probably be mad as hell crying. Riv's a low-key mm-hmm. emotional guy. People don't see that. What the fuck? Behind the camera, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows it. He's sad. He's <laughs> sick. I just exposed him. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd cry. If we lost, well, nah. Me, if we're 0-5, I probably wouldn't cry. But if we're like 4-1 and and we just lost that one, I'd probably cry. I'm it gets to a point where you just have had so much heartbreak and you just snap at one point. And that's probably <laughs> just exactly what happened with him. Listen, I respect it. Again, I, you, I'm just going to piggyback. You see some a, a coach that obviously isn't on the team, isn't on the field, isn't actually performing, but cares enough that he's willing to cry for his guys. That the emotion of the game really drove him to 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 have that type of emotion. I respect that from from a coach for sure. But do I ultimately think that it'll impact the team to win? Unfortunately, not this season. They just have too many injuries. Uh, their O line's banged up to hell. Taylor Decker gone. Frank Rag now gone. He just got placed on the IR. Uh, Tyrell Crosby, he's out too. So basically, their entire O line outside of Panay Sewell it, it is out right now. Receiver wise, Quintez Sivas is out. Tyrell Williams, who was probably the, the big time signing that they had for their offense, uh, obviously outside of acquiring Jared Goff. He's on the IR as well. Uh, right now, when you're relying on Amon Ross, St. Brown, who I do have good faith in for the future, obviously he's not ready for a prime time this season. And then Khalif Raymond, he just, they just got him from Tennessee. <laughs> this isn't a team that's primed to win now, but they've had some close games. They, they've looked at least no, they ser- they've looked yeah. serviceable. So this gives me hope for the next season. Do I think they'll go 0-17? No, they're going to win a game eventually. Listen, they're on five. People are going to ask the question, are they going to go on 17? I don't think they'll go on 17. I think it's inevitable so, that they I don't think the that's game, a hot take. That they go on 17. <laughs> I mean, with the people that I just named that are starting for them, I mean, this exactly. is this You team, don't even know who Kadir Hodges. I promise you I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, this team is definitely shaky, but I do think for the future it's something to look forward to. At least you have a coach for the Lions that actually cares about them. Last coach that that, that really held it down for them was Schwartz, and he had some Jim success. Schwartz, yeah. Jim Schwartz was a solid coach for them. He was obviously more defensive-minded. This defense hasn't been atrocious as what I expected coming into this season as last year they were so terrible defensively. Campbell actually has the, the, the players believing in, in what he's saying. You see it on the field. It's just not translating to wins yet. Eventually it will. Um, I mean, this is a team that I thought was <laughs> going to go winless. I just because I, I just didn't, I just don't, like you just reading me their roster right yeah, now, they just bro. Have, after Tyrell like, Williams, I lost it. Like it's just like, <laughs> it's just like. I mean, look, I love that as a head coach, you know. Like you know, you're wearing your your, your emotions on your sleeve. You know, you're crying. Definitely, it shows man. definitely shows you really like you really care about your players. So as a player, I would I would I would appreciate that. But I mean, 
just in terms of the Lions roster, I mean, everybody knows. And I know as much as a coach doesn't want to admit, I'm pretty sure he knows that this was a rebuilding year. This is a year that, you know, they were just going to just it's like just a year where you can see what you've got in these young guys. that yeah. you, you know, you give them a shot. You know what I mean? So, I mean, in terms of him crying and everything, I think that's great. I think that that should pump up the players. But um, turn it around in what way? Like win a couple. Like the question was, what was the question? Can they win a couple games? Um. I mean, I was looking at their. Hold on, I have their offensive. That was the question right here. And also, yes. I mean, and off, <laughs> offensively they're ranked twenty fourth. Defensively they're ranked twenty two. So I mean, I thought it was much worse than that. That's what I'm saying. They're it was not like, a bad team. So it's not no. So I mean, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, Joel, Joel. I, I think they're a competitive. Joel, 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 they are. They are. They're the most competitive bad team. Drew, maybe Drew, Drew, please just for a minute, just for a minute, just for a minute, please, please, Joel. You gotta stop, <laughs> bro. Nah, they, but I see a lot of close games here, bro, though. I don't. If nah, you are zero and five, you are a bad no, team. No, you're bro. no, no, no. They, no they nobody's saying they're not a bad team. They, they almost, almost came back against. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. They almost came back against the 49ers. Yes, they should have beat Minnesota. Okay, they should have beat the Baltimore Ravens, who right. we view as the best team, one of the best teams in the AFC. Right. So the Lions should be two and okay. right now. What is this all ended up to? The record is. They're on five. Yeah, so that, but, but are they a competitive team? team? Listen, I don't think they're a horrible team. They're a competitively team. bad team. But, but who, are they, but, they're bad, though. You have to just say they're, they're bad. bad. You can't be on five. I mean, they're rebuilding, they're, though. They're it's not, it's no, not, it's not, it's not, we're not disrespecting them. They're competitive. They're, they're competitive. competitive, yeah. That's, a, that's AKA you know they're a bad think, team. You know what I think also, though? I think what the Lions are going through is what the Browns went through. The Browns, they had awful records, but their offensive line was always one of the best in the NFL. The Lions offensive line is going to be one of the best in the NFL in, in a couple years. Yeah. I think in, in the next two years, Panay Sewell, Frank Ragno, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Vatai from Philadelphia. I'm, I'm telling you, this offensive line is, is really Joel, good. Joel, would you say the Jets are a bad team? The Jets are a bad team. That's hilarious. That, they're a bad team. So you, the you, Lions are better than the Jets. Yeah, they are. But they're better no, than no, the Jets. I agree. I, that's I exactly, think the Lions are better than the Texans, that's too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just because you have zero wins doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, but, that but you're we're, but we're comparing you to other bad teams. So but the just, Lions are a bad team. They're bad. Yes, they are a bad team. Oh, okay. But they're the best bad team of the bunch. I mean, that's what it means. The Lions are the best bad team of the bunch. I'm just trying. Probably. I'm what like, the hell does that the mean? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Not much. It doesn't that mean that they're competitive. You got to stop. The AK, yo, bro, somebody there's says, a so culture shift in Detroit <laughs> going on right now. When somebody says that they want their team to be competitive, they're competitive team. Okay, that's so a nice way of saying they're I, not I'll a good team. This. Let's be real. The Lions, the Lions bad this year. The Lions bad this year is way different than the Lions bad with Matt Patricia. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you all the questions. That was bad. We all are on the NFL team, right? We're all in the locker room getting drunk. Dress. No, we're getting dressed. We're eight and one, right? And coach comes into the he comes into the locker room. He's like, "All right, guys, you know who we're playing this week? They're zero and seven, but they're competitive." <laughs> what What are you gonna say when he says that? Are you not gonna take this game like, bro? They're trash. They're zero and seven. We're good, bro. Or are you gonna say, "Nah, they're competitive, bro. We got to come bring our A game." What are you gonna say? I well, mean, because I think- I'm because. I think because I don't know, I'm me bro. and I'll take every game like it's my last. I'm gonna say no, no, that's not a bad. That's not. We gotta a, take them as serious as okay. the Kansas People Chiefs. don't realize how hard it is to get wins in the NFL, bro. It's, it, okay, you know I what I mean? I just think every, if, every win is is hard earned for the, the most part. The team is all far. I'm just gonna be like, bro. I mean, so you're, so you're not gonna take the game serious? Not saying I'm gonna come to play. You're gonna watch Peter. Let me ask you, King. Do they get a couple wins? I think they finished with three. Three, okay. Who's the three teams that you think they beat? I don't know who it is gonna who's gonna who it is gonna who it's gonna be, 
but I know they'll finish. I mean, do you think they could the take? Side. Do you think they could take one from the Bears? Okay, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm tell it to you right now. Versus Cincinnati. Look, I don't want you to name me the not entire. No, go ahead. I mean, let's go, go ahead. Go ahead. Just no, run, they're, not beat, they're, not, they're not. They're not beating the Bears. Run it to you. Cincinnati. Probably not. Rams. No. Probably not. Philly. No. It's no, possible. Philly, they it's could possible. beat you. They they could beat you guys. It's I hate possible. all of you. Bro, they no, almost possible. beat the Ravens. Okay. They almost okay. beat Minnesota. Okay. okay fine. It's possible. It's possible. Pittsburgh. It's possible. I would say no. Nah, Cleveland. I would say no. I'm not asking you two Neanderthals. I'm asking them. Cleveland. No. Chicago. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Minnesota. No. Denver. Yes. They what are you saying? No. Minnesota. Denver. Yeah. Arizona. Arizona. No. Atlanta. Yes. Yes. Seattle. No. Green Bay. Well, with Geno Smith, yes. Russell was a no. That's week 16, 17. Okay, yeah, Russell Yo, Geno Green looked Bay. good. Stop it. Huh? Green Bay. No. So you, you so said like, about four or five. I said three. I don't no, like I, him. four or five. Like I maybe. No, four or five maybes. Like two maybes and three yes. So I got him winning two games. He, he said, said yes yo, to the Broncos. And he's hilarious. He said, with Gino? Yes. <laughs> Gino's so trash, bro. He did not Oh, my God. Bad. He's trash. So, let's, this perfect segue. Seattle Seahawks, they lost Russell Wilson. They lost 26-17 oh to God. the Rams. They are now 2-3. and three, But the biggest loss wasn't this game. It wasn't their record on the season. It wasn't their horrific defense or even Jamal Adams and that contract they paid him. Boy, it's doo-doo. It was that they lost Russell Wilson He's, he got injured yes, while throwing. Huh? Yes, I Wait, know. Why is it huge for you? Because, because we get the their pick. Get their pick, bro. Huge. Pick. I'm hoping that they don't go out and sign Cam Newton, wow. though, because that yeah, gets me about dumb to get Derek tight. Stingley Jr. He's fucking nasty. Excuse <laughs> my language. He's so tough. But you're not going to get him. You know why you're not going to get him? Because we have our pick, Miami's pick, and the Colts pick. You're not going to get him. So <laughs> We're going to finish way worse than you guys. But before Miami? So yeah, Russell Miami's Wilson. better than us. Let's finish this up. Russell Wilson injured his hand while throwing and is expected to miss four to eight weeks. It was his finger, actually, after undergoing surgery for a ruptured tendon in his middle finger. I saw it. It was nasty. On his throwing hand. He couldn't even clench Ouch. it. Probably one thing he could do is probably stick the middle finger right now. But Geno Smith came in. He threw for 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and had a 59% completion percentage. You're going to prison, bro. Oh my God, Dino Smith, man. Yeah, bro. Keep going. What did city. he say? He's like, as you're saying, uh, he probably can only stick the middle finger. He goes, or other things. <laughs> <laughs> you're sick, bro. You're sick. Now we know why Riv has a son so well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Geno Smith is their starter for the next four to eight weeks. Uh, what do you expect out out of the Seahawks? Can they rally some wins? Can the former West Virginia star quarterback do something now so far into his career. Well, 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 first of all, shout out to West Virginia. You know, great program, great school on the basketball side. Don't <laughs> care about that other side. Um, Gino, he he didn't he didn't look bad. I thought he looked all right. You know, he did throw that interception, which was hilarious because I was before he threw the interception, I tweeted Gino about to come back, and then as soon as he threw the interception, I laughed under it like. 30 emojis just laughing at him. But he, he played all right. You know, he made some solid throws. You know, Pete Carroll kind of simplified the game for him. Now, they're coming up. They got Pittsburgh. I think they can beat Pittsburgh with Geno. Pittsburgh hasn't looked good. You know, they're still banged up on the defensive end against the Saints. It it's For me, it's not Geno. It's that that defense can't stop a cone. The worst like, defense their in the defense league. Is really, if their defense was 
average, I think this team can still <laughs> keep afloat. But the fact that their defense is so bad. Yeah, they're on pace to be the worst defense ever. Yeah, you know it's that? like their defense is so bad. You know, it's hard for me to say that they can stay afloat because I think Geno and that offense with DK, with Tyler Lockett, I think they can still be manageable with Will Dees. Like, they can still be okay, but that defense is so bad. You know, it's going to be hard for me to say that they keep afloat. They should honestly just get ready for the draft, you know, because I think that defense is going to hold them back. Geno Smith or Jalen Hurts? What the fuck? Jalen Hurts. Yes, it is terrible, bro. All right, so let me start by similarly how Riv started. Geno Smith did not play bad, and I don't even – I'm not overthinking that interception. Tyler Lockett fell. Questionable decision to throw it regardless, but that I'm not saying to get full it going, blame. On, he had to do something, and he was slinging it up until that point. There was a point in time where he had no incompletions. He had a decent game. Uh, and against the Rams, I'll give him. I'll give him the respect for coming in, and you know, obviously a circumstance that he Gino. never thought that he would come in at all this season. Yep. Comes in, has a decent performance, comes up a bit short. Regardless, now Seahawks for the long term without Wilson, you can't you can't look at it too highly. Obviously, the only thing keeping them afloat was Russell Wilson's high level of play Literally. so far. Uh, DK has been solid. Tyler Lockett outside of the two weeks. Since then, he's kind of cooled down. But we saw with DK, uh, excuse me, with Geno, DK still had some success. So I'm not expecting this offense to be completely irrelevant now that Russ is gone. Obviously, it takes a huge hit because you're losing a top three at his best in football in Russell Wilson. Uh, But you just look at this defense, how you already mentioned. It is on pace to be the worst defense ever to outpace them last year, which was Almost just as bad. They're somehow managing to outdo themselves by having even worse defense this season. And you just look at the teams that they're stacked up against. Obviously, the Cardinals are going to finish higher than them. The Rams are going to finish higher than them. So they're looking at best the third the third spot in their division. Fourth, 49ers. exactly. And the Niners are going to finish. Niners banged up. But to be fair, they are. They're both two and three. So I mean, I'm not fully in love with either team right now. I'm saying the best they could probably finish is third. You look at the other teams. Locks are probably the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Packers. Your 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 Minnesota Vikings. They're creeping up until that wild card Hell slowly yeah. but surely. Two and three. A few games they could change that for sure. Panthers look revamped. Panthers could see a wild card come in too. I'm sleeping on you guys. Sleeping on the Vikings. Okay, fair, listen, Keep fair enough. But I'm saying in terms of <laughs> the for the Vikings long for term for the playoffs. <laughs> Okay, let's relax. Uh, for the long term, it's it's tough to look at and think that this team with Geno Smith with the terrible defense can make a make a playoff spot. I mean, the the fandom in me oh, wants God. them to lose. The fandom in me, I respect. It, that. It, I want them to lose. Yeah, I do. Um, I, do, I want that. I want yeah. that pick. Yeah. I want that pick. Yeah, I need it. Yeah, we for need sure. it. That's what I'm saying. I want that pick. But I mean. Just to piggyback off what you said, I mean, I think Geno stinks. I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. I mean, that's, I know he played for he played good, and like when he came in, I don't know if he can sustain that level of play. Just because I've been a Jets fan and like I've seen all the downfalls, and he, I, I don't know, the, even the throw is questionable. He's been making questionable throws his entire career. I don't think that'll ever change from him. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you pair in a bad quarterback with historically on pace to be the worst defense of all time. I don't really know if they can win. More than five, six games. Five is a stretch. It's a stretch. So, but then again, the other side of me sees Pete Carroll. He's he's a head coach that wants to win. The organization knows that they are not in control of their own destiny for the pick. So, I mean, is it out of the realm that they could possibly sign Cam Newton if things get really bad? 
Because I've heard that Russell Wilson's going to be at what six to eight weeks. Yeah, six to mm-hmm. eight. That's a really long time, and, and especially if you for a team for, for a team that doesn't have exactly. their pick. I'm going to do everything in my power to try to win as much sure. games as I can. Well, at least to, yeah, just win to as mess many games up the pick for the Jets. So I mean, what do you guys think? You think you think Camp Newton gets a call? Like, what do you see P. Carroll doing? Because if Geno Smith doesn't pan out and that defense is horrible, it's going to get really ugly really quickly. Yeah, Joel, what do you think? So what do you guys think? I don't think they'll go after Cam just because. I feel like it's too much to handle this at the midpoint of the season. Um, so I don't think they go after Cam. But you're right. If Geno does play, they the Seahawks will suck. They're not they're done without Russell Wilson. He's been carrying them for hope. years. Yeah. He's literally their only hope. He's been carrying Sending that team for years. And their next eight against Jets. is against Pittsburgh, the Saints, the Jags, the Packers, Arizona, Washington, 49ers, Texans. With Geno, I could see them beating the Jags or Texans. Yeah. But I can also, I can also see, see the Jags getting their first win against yeah. So by that time, by the time Russell Wilson comes back, this team could be 4-10. and 10. And I, I'll say this. Send them the rest of the season, maybe? Maybe. Oh, they're bad. Yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not there yet, but uh-huh. I will say this about Geno Smith. Geno Smith has a chance right now. That's a fact. To be remembered. As one of the better Jets quarterbacks in history, and I, I say I didn't that know he was going this direction. I say I what? say that because I say that because Geno Smith, when he was with the Jets, he was going to have an opportunity to start. He gets punched in the jaw, is out for months. Fitzpatrick has a career season. Boom! All the history. all the hope was gone. Geno was gone from the Jets, but right now, Geno Smith probably knows he the Jets owns the Seahawks pick. I want him to lose. I want him to to love losing so much that oh, the Jets I see where you're going that now. the Jets get a top ten pick. He's a loser regardless. That the Jets get a as top a player six though, pick. not as a person. I hope in the next eight, while Wilson is gone, the Seahawks lose every I, game. Yeah, and they're two and twelve because then the Jets are going to have two top five picks. We're going to draft great players. We're going to sign some great free agents. And then Zach Wilson gonna is going to shine. Just going to jumpstart And our I rebuild. promise you, as a Jets our fan. Our 10-year rebuild. <laughs> and I promise you, as a Jets fan, I will appreciate Geno Smith forever. Yeah. The West Virginia legend. I'll appreciate him forever. <laughs> now, let's say in this other realm of possibility that Geno actually shows out. Oh, man. Uh, That'd be such a slap. Or let's say even in this He's other. He's for a contract let's say right now. even in this other realm, which we've seen, you don't get free agents. <laughs> then, yeah. then, then, no, what? Yeah, Corey Davis. Oh, good job. CJ Mosley. Oh, that's a big one. CJ Mosley was a big one. We, well, let's a say, we have a boatload of money. Though, came bro. Back home. Yeah, let's say you do it again and money. you draft and your drafts players suck. Like you our you, first round draft players don't suck. Um Elijah Vera Tucker just was the highest graded offense lineman week Mekhi five. Mekhi Beckton had a good rookie year, too. Mekhi's been God good, but he's damn. injury prone. Yeah, he's, he's out. Bro, the left side of our offensive line is elite. Yeah, it's elite. Mekhi and AVT. I, I've already nicknamed him ADT. He's secure. You're not going to get past him. I need, I need like, like just ABT. off topic, I, I need to see something from Elijah Moore. You like, guys I, have I been in a 10-year yeah, rebuild. Yeah, low-key, Elijah is scaring me. I feel like he's. I feel like on on like on, on a team like the Rams or something, he would be like he'd be utilized I mean, he, greatly. But you know nobody's Jets, talking about though. Jay like, Crowder. No, not that. But he's good. The fact that no Jameson Crowder. Not oh, Jay Crowder. Tyler Lockett is, is more similar to Tavon Austin and DK. Say one more time. Tyler, Tyler Lockett is more you. similar to Tavon Austin <laughs> than DK. Then so D- Geno Smith could have a lot of success with him. Tavon was number one yeah, in West Virginia. West Virginia. Yes. I understand what you're Lockett's saying there. Good. That being said, but Lockett really wasn't that much of a factor against the Rams. DK, when Geno came in, was still having the impact that he had had prior to, to Russ going out. So I still think that DK is 
You're right there, kid. My nose. Jesus. <laughs> like, He's like sniffing. Oh cold. my god. <laughs> I still think DK is going to continue to be that number one. I don't. I don't know with Tyler Lockett. I yeah. know he was like. Let's <laughs> go with you, bro. That's why I have a Drew, realistically, I mean. What 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 are your expectations for Geno Smith? I know you th- I know you think he had like a like a good quarter or two, but like can can he sustain that? Because they need that. Uh, I don't I don't think so, man. Okay, it's so then if, hey, look, so then if you don't think so, and they have the worst defense on part on pace to oh, be the bro, worst defense, no way. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, so then, as a Jets fan, we should be yeah. happy right yeah, now, right? Exactly. I mean, even if Geno plays average, though, I think they're still going to be yeah, horrible. No, I mean, they gave up a lot of points. Regardless of that, the Seahawks were already in trouble with Russ in the lineup, so you now. Take away a top three quarterback, you insert a bottom two quarterback in Geno Smith. They're in a bad spot. One of, probably the worst spot. Imagine, amongst imagine the they go winless without him, and then, you know they just sit Russell Wilson. They out should for the at whole that season. point. They should because why risk your franchise quarterback? <laughs> then our pick will get better. <laughs> I mean that'd be huge. Wow, we could we could draft Derek Stingley and that boy out of Oregon. Yeah. I mean, we already have an elite defensive line. Though. Like we don't even need him. Our, yeah, our defensive line. No, you very just good. if I'm you guys, every, one through seven. I wish we had a Carl corner. Losers. I'm going no. Corners? We have our Rice corners Hall. aren't that bad though. Rice Hall and Rice, Michael Carter. We yes, do need them though. They're all right. They're all right. I would say you need to fill I out want the a running back. I want a running back. I don't. I, I want a running back. I want, I want, I want a number, number one receiver. Back. Okay, fair. That's cool too. Yes, I'll take that. A number I don't, one I corner. Think uh, Corey Rib, has not a running back, right, bro? Horrible. Zach has. We have a fifth round running back, bro. He's not that good. That's not a major need though. You need a number one corner. He averages two yards a carry, bro. He's. I'm not taking a running back in the first round. No, no, not in the first. Oh, oh my God! Unless he's generational, I don't yeah. know. No, there's no, no generational no. running back right now, no. bro. We need a back. 2023. Bro. There's going to be a lot of good running I'm gonna back take, prospects. Yeah, but John Robinson. I'm no. taking him. That being said, we need a running back, bro. Probably whack running. All I want to know is I'm taking Derek Stingley Jr. Note with yep. the first uh-huh. pick, and he's then a game changer. I'm, I'm gonna see maybe Evan <clears throat> Neal. Mm-hmm. Like you know, tackle out of Alabama. I, just, I was going to say, you need to fill out the right side of that O-line because you need to protect Zach Wilson. But your secondary, I'm still not in on, personally. I yeah, just we think have you, such a young I, secondary. I think we just need one lockdown For sure, corner. I agree. I, I like Mike Carter and Bryce Hall. We're losing Marcus injury. May at the end of the season, too. He's not he's coming He's got to go. He's not he's coming leaving. back. Bro. And you're not going to pay him. That sucks. Yeah. He's, he's good. On to the basketball portion of the podcast. Two topics. Ben Simmons is reportedly Simmons. back in Philly. <laughs> Let's go. He reported back to you're Philly. You're a Simmons fan, right? That's my, I, that's your favorite I've player? I've been deemed a Sixers fan, so that's I'm your favorite I've, been, player? Me, I've been deemed a be- No. Oh, uh, I thought you were about to say that's my favorite player. His favorite player is LeBron Jimmy James. Oh, nice. But Ben Simmons I mean, surprised Elton Brand when he went back to Philly. Nobody thought he was coming back. Nobody. And, well, so all that bread he was about to within Philly, back. they didn't think he was coming back. I'll give you a pound. <laughs> they didn't think he was coming <laughs> yes, back. I'll give you a pound. Rich Paul tried to do a bunch of different tactics to make sure this didn't happen. He he used an excuse of accelerated growth as a way for Ben to get paid while holding out. And accelerated growth means that he was basically blaming the organization, Philadelphia, for being good, therefore hindering Ben Simmons' development. Obviously, that didn't work out. After Ben Simmons got fined that one mil, he said, oh, no, I got to go to work. So he definitely <laughs> went to work, and I don't blame him because – I would not lose out on that either. I've said on the show before, he was about to lose $25 million if he held out the entire season. Nobody's missing out on that much money. Joel Embiid has already came out and said, things won't be awkward. We are professionals. We want to win. And Ben Simmons gives us the best chance to win. So now that Ben Simmons is back in Philly, what are your expectations for Philly? And do you think there's going to be any weird dynamic in that locker room? Well, of course. You know, because I feel like when Ben... Denied them to come visit him. That kind of 
you know, put some separation. And then when Joel Embiid came out and talked about him, that put even more separation. But I think ultimately Ben showing up is going to change that narrative. They're going to be like, all right, he's ready to work, but now we know it's strictly business. So let's make this business. You know, I think a report came out that Ben didn't like hanging out with the teammates after practice or after work. Like he kind of just did his own thing. Weird young man. But um, I think this, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to, for Ben to change the narrative, you know, build up that trade value, show people that you are a little bit different. You know, this team now with Ben, I look at him differently. I think this is the top four, top five team in the East with Ben Simmons. You know, obviously. Knicks, but yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no, it's an eight seed, it. though, right? Eight seed? Huh? Right? Eight seed without Ben. With Ben, top five team in the East. I, I believe it. I think now you bring in that playmaker, you bring in that guy who can defend at a high level. You, it's still going to be playoff time. It's still going to be shaky with that young man because he still can't score. But at the same time, you now get. we know. At the same time, you get a guy in the regular season who you you know is going to give you 15, 8, and 8 in elite defense and versatile defense. So I think this is good for them. Come to work, straight business, all that extra stuff. He might be gone by the deadline. You never know I if he puts up his value. We have to see how he plays first. If you saw our basketball episode last podcast and you saw us speak about the Sixers, it's basically just going to be a reiteration of what I said. <laughs> I said Ben Simmons would probably come back because he's not going to want to miss out on his bread. And one, and two, excuse me, his value for what he wanted or what the Sixers wanted to, to trade him for was just not anything that any other team would really want to, to take part in. He needed to come back on the floor. He needed to show his value of what you know the Sixers see him as and what he sees himself as. Their ceiling's got to be the number one, the number one seed in the, the Eastern Conference. We saw it last season. No one expected them to be the number one seed last year at all especially with what was going on in Brooklyn and Milwaukee, their consistency of what they had over the last couple of years. Then they obviously had the success they had, had their woes in the playoffs, lost to Atlanta, mostly in part to Ben's inconsistent play throughout the, the, the series. But now Ben's coming back with a, a chip on his shoulder. And it's more than possible that they finish as the number one seed again, just because people don't when you when you know that you're go, you're a playoff team and you're an actual contender, you can cruise and still be a two, three, four seed and have success in the playoffs for sure. We saw Milwaukee do it last year. Brooklyn, obviously, same thing. Whoever won that series was probably going to the championship. But the Sixers, their ceiling, regular season, number one seed. When it comes to the grand scheme of things in the championship, I'm not sure. It comes down to if Ben's offensive game has improved. And obviously, none of us know that until we see it opening night. I think that given what you said and how the chemistry could be altered and how it's going to be a business first type mentality, I think that could benefit them to a degree because they're not worried about catering to Ben's ego or catering to Ben's needs. It's strictly, all right, what's going to put us in the best situation to win basketball games? And this could benefit Philly, truthfully. So ceiling could be, it's definitely one, but I don't see them finishing any lower than four, truthfully. Um, For their ceiling, I think, I think I I wouldn't be surprised if they finished as like the third seed. Um, in my opinion, I don't think they're better than the Nets. I obviously don't think they're better than the Bucks either. But I mean, Ben Simmons coming back. I mean, I feel like we're gonna see what we saw last year. Just like Rivers said, a versatile defender, a guy who can distribute the basketball pretty well, uh, rebound the ball very well. His scoring is eh, he's he's a limited scorer in a half court set. I really feel like he's a limited player. But um, it, just in terms of him coming back, I mean, you're adding you're adding the second best player on the team and you can't get much worse adding the second best player on your team. So, um, I don't know, like as far as like the locker room and everything involved, I don't really know how that's going to rub off on his teammates, but 
in my opinion, I think this season coming up is really just a season for Ben Simmons to just val- like just tra- get his trade value, value up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't think after everything that happened that's transpired, I don't I don't see why anybody in the Philly organization would want him back. I don't see why the fans want him back, and I don't see why he would want to be back. So I think this season more so is just going to be a season where Ben Simmons, you know, he just elevates his trade value, his trade stock. I think by the trade deadline, he will be gone. And, you know, like I said, if he plays really well, it could be a match for both. Ben Simmons could probably go to a, a solid team, and Philly could probably get two, two, uh, one or two solid players in return for him. So I don't I don't really see Philly as a contender this year just because I don't think Ben Simmons is going to stick around for the long run with this team. He's strictly solely in it for the money. Nobody wants to lose out on that much bread. He's a smart man. Kyrie should take notes. But just... <laughs> In terms, it just in terms of that, I mean, I like their ceiling with him is the third seed. I think they're a, like a second. Like I think their peak this as with this team is what we saw last year, a second round team. I don't, I just, I don't think this team is good enough to win a championship. I think they should both move on. This is best for both sides, no doubt. Because Ben Simmons doesn't lose out on his money, and now Philly can find <clears throat> the best trade for Ben. Yeah, and he can he can play up to his value. I seen somewhere in the comments when I posted a video on TikTok about Ben Simmons that Ben Simmons can make this situation ugly for Philly if he chooses to come back and he plays garbage. Oh my god. If he does that, he could ruin his value so much that Philly doesn't get anything back from. But if Ben Simmons be truly case. is a great player or has a great mentality, he won't do that to himself. He'll give all of his effort and try to actually be the best player he could be this season. And I think that's what Ben is going to do. This is ultimately the best for both sides. I'm glad Ben Simmons finally showed up because even though it is more about the money, at least he showed up. You know, Kyrie Irving, I think he's not only being a bad teammate, but he's being bad bad financially by not even showing up. But Kyrie Irving has three times more money than Ben Simmons at this point Mm -hmm, right now. So he probably doesn't even care. But I (laughs) I like that Ben Simmons... Did show back up, and now Philly, obviously, because of that addition, they could be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference, maybe top six. But I still see the Nets being better. The that's Bucks. their ceiling. I said their ceiling was top third. five. Is, is is their ceiling? The ceiling yeah. was third. I mean, wow. my my standings are solidified. It's the Nets, the Bucks, the Knicks, the Heat. The Knicks. Now third. I have Philly at five. And Atlanta will be six, and we'll get that matchup back in the playoffs. Knicks versus Atlanta, you and we'll that. and we'll scrape. If them. y'all lose it again, it's very bad. No, I mean, but like realistically, uh, let me just ask everybody this question. I'm I mean, so mad. Why? Because what is wrong with you? Just let it rock. Bro, let he's it a rock. Knicks fan. We, we he loves his team. That, he loves his team. No, but let me ask you guys like a, a serious question. If he plays well, and, and you know Philly decides to keep him, I mean, do you guys really think that What's this well? is? A, the, like, I mean, like what? Like he's played well in the regular season. If he manages to bring his I mean, nah, last year, up to 20. 20, he's a different beast. But that's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. Let's say he brings I'm his saying well, because I'm not going to put those type of expectations yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he'll have four points. a similar season last year. But, I mean, let's just say he has a solid, a good season, like 15, 8, and 8, great defense. You know, the usual with Ben Simmons. And Philly decides to keep him. Is this really a team that you can really sit here and say that it's a championship team that you can see winning a championship? This team becomes it's a champion. not, this bro. Team, you have to get rid of this guy. This team I'm becomes like, a championship team if Ben Simmons develops a jump shot. And do you believe that he's going to do that? As of right now, no. I, I don't. Honestly, I don't I'm just going know, off what I've seen last year. I don't even know if Philly is fifth for me. Oh Some, man! Something, something, oh, something crazy. in me is telling me Chicago's going to be a very good First team. Of all, in the we're going to be season. better than y'all. 
So that's all. And then Atlanta's going to be better. Honestly, yo, just a disclaimer, I would love to see a Knicks and Chicago first round match. Oh, my goodness. This podcast would go crazy. For real, though. I would not say a word. We would not say a word. Six games. Nah, I'll be honest. Bulls. Bulls and six. would not beat us. RJ Bear will lock lock up Levine, bro. He would lock up. Don't put that cone in front of him. <laughs> you think Roger Bear's a cone? Don't put in he's front ridiculous. of Zach. Don't put that cone in front of I mean, you're going off that one preseason game, but he's a, he no, definitely RJ's improved. a lockdown. Don't put that cone in front of Zach. No, no, no. No BS strap is crazy, but he can definitely defend him pretty well, I think. It's Levine. I know. I mean, who's a better scorer, Bradley Beal or Zach Levine? Who's going to guard Kemba? None of y'all. I'd probably say Beal. I'd probably say But you're talking about a preseason game. That's what you're about to say. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like if he can, I mean, if he can lock up or not lock up, but if he can contain him, I don't think it's out of the realm that you can. And the Knicks are a great defensive team overall, though. And they're getting Mitchell yeah, Robinson. They can have Mitchell rim Robinson, protection. The Bulls scoring Yo, options are better t- than the Knicks scoring Mitchell options. Mitchell Robinson? No, they definitely are, but the Bulls, I mean, the Knicks defense, defense is OD. Like they're going to get Mitchell Robinson back. They were already, what, like, what was their defense the, rank last year? It was top, All top that team. meant nothing when they played Atlanta. Like, legit meant but nothing. But they have more players. Now, the, the, I mean, the problem with them, they didn't have that. They didn't have as many scores. I mean, they got Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier. I mean, they got some more scores, though. cool, cool, cool. Let them keep doubting, bro. None of those are additional defense, I think you're kind of going crazy putting them third, though. You think they're going to be better? Miami, who the Knicks? Regular season, yes. Better than Miami, yes. Oh, Miami. Better than the Hawks is crazy too. No, it's not. The Hawks, I mean, with their additions, I think it's, I would still give the Hawks the slight edge, but you the can't Hawks, sleep on the Knicks. The though, Hawks bro. surprise I'm, everybody. I'm not sleeping, but I don't, I'm not worried about because our offense. We have so many playmakers For and we real. have so many guys on offense. Oh, yeah? I'm not worried. Demar Derozan's yeah, a bad, nice playmaker. Yeah, like, too. I'm not your worried. Defensive about. personnel is not horrible. I got to wait to see one now. I don't know. No, I Baby think Paul, Lamar, but the same exactly. way that he, the same well, way how you're saying R.J. Barrett can lock up. No, I'm not saying the same way R.J. can guard. The same way R.J. can guard. We can put Pat Pat Williams on Julius Randle and be okay for six that, games, five so games, just, four games, seven games. Yeah, we're we can be okay the, that's the, the whole time. Yeah, he's that's talking about, a, he's he's talking the about a player who just made third team all NBA. And then went just, to the playoffs and pooped it up. Like, you he are doo-doo everywhere. Like, you just <laughs> said Patrick Williams is going to lock up an all NBA player. Who locked him up disgraced. in Atlanta? Who, who locked him up? I was going to say, come I, on. I, I, it wasn't, I don't, I don't think it thing. was, I think it was a team effort to lock up Julius, Julius Randle. Missing, it, was a two, it was a two team, it was a two player effort. It was John Collins, Clint Capella. They did their thing down low on him and just like you mentioned, he just wasn't hitting. That sucks. Yeah. That's the worst time to not hit. Yeah, of course. Literally, you can't think of worse. Is, I, I was about to praise your bulls, bro, but now I know. forget you, you about You did that to yourself, I don't even want to. I don't want to talk about y'all. You're going to see. I don't know, but like the, the bulls and the Knicks, like who's going to be better? I'll I mean, be they honest. got Vucevic. Yo, they got DeMar. Yo, they got yo, a nice team lock, out there. Lock Vucevic nah, up, I'm taking the Lock bulls, up Vucevic? Lock I don't know if he'll lock up Vucevic. You know we play uh, early, too, right? Yeah, that's cool. I'm use your words. Regular season really don't matter, bro. We got to see what happens when we get For new teams like this, it matters. No, it matters. Like it matters. the Knicks doesn't. We're a fairly new team. We got well, Kemba and Fournier. Those are good additions, bro. It is Kemba, great. Kemba great additions. Yo, the Bulls didn't. Were nowhere near the playoffs. Knicks were the four seed. It's like we we should expect the Knicks bro, to make. Nobody, the playoffs. Nobody, but yeah, but you nobody thought the Knicks would make it. Bro. But we're not talking about last didn't. year. We're talking about this year. I, if anything, I didn't think the Knicks would make the four seed. Bro, I, I, I thought, thought it may be a playing we team. Gonna, I thought we were going to be in the running for Cade, bro. King, I'm with you. No, he did. He did. I'm not talking about last year. This season, so you guys like the expectation should be playoffs. Oh yeah, playoffs. Playoffs. Your whole new team, how you guys yeah, are going to mend together. But the, means- ex- the expectation for the Knicks right now, on the outside, the public, I'm everybody is saying, oh, seventh, eighth, playing team. I mean, oh, that's what I said. They're not going to be that good. Fourth team. Y'all going to see. Yeah, we going to so? be, be better. Fish. 
then last year we're gonna win fifty plus. The East games got this better, year. so I don't know. We're a lot of team, healthy teams coming back. Games, East bro. is like that. Huh? It's like, East is like that. I mean, but you have to look at their additions. I mean, Kemba Walker for what it is, he he's not terrible. Evan Fournier is all right. Now you got Mitchell Robinson, who was their center that they're missing all year. I don't year. care about none the of Bulls, that. How? The Bulls, how? Those, those, right. no, uh, those aren't good additions to a no, team they're, they're that was the four seed. No, it's good additions. Good additions, but we have better than Alfred Payton and and they still got they resigned. You want to know what's the difference? Is it on the same level as bringing in Demar as bringing in Lonzo? You want to know what's the difference? No way. You want to know what's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is that we made the playoffs. Y'all were ass, and y'all made those additions to get good. We were already good and made these additions to no, get great. Without it, no, that's without a difference. But, 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 none, but none of your moves, none of your moves were great. Wait, 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 I mean, we're yo, great. I mean, yo, keep sleeping on us. I ain't gonna hold you. The I'm Bulls telling you, really do got a nice team though. Nah, Bulls look nice. Lonzo, our starting Levine. five doesn't match up with yo, our yo, starting yo, five. People, yo, people, and honestly, your bench doesn't match up with our bench. Yo, you, you're gonna play seven, eight guys in the playoffs. Who cares about that I mean, bench? That's, usually, that's what a lot of people. Yeah, your bench is six exactly guys better than anybody on your saying, bench. Yeah. Uh, no, agreed, oh, agreed. Yeah. But you're gonna play seven, eight guys. Caruso, bro, quickly with Vali. Caruso's trapping that. Caruso's quickly with Vali. Yo, you see Caruso, bro? He looked tired the preseason, bro. He isn't even that bad. I'm going to say this is what I was going to say. This is my final thought. The teams are similar. The reason why I'm not high on Philly is because the Knicks will be better than Philly and the Bulls will be the fifth (laughs) or sixth seed. The Bulls will not be a playing team. They're going to be a good team. That's why I'm not high on Philly. Atlanta, stop praising these fools. They fooled you. Stop it. Atlanta is fool's gold, bro. They made this ECF run and y'all think so highly. They're fool's gold. Don't buy it. Don't buy the Atlanta Hawks this season. Don't buy stock. They they won't be higher than so a first. Right, so you think first Clip round it. exit? Clip it easily. I bet this man two hundred dollars their first I, round. I'm exit. not gonna hold you if they run into Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Miami. They're getting bounced. Yeah, but they're not gonna be and in that Knicks. position to they're play them. Bounced. You know. What so I'm so what do you think? That what do you think that the, the Hawks, Hawks easily could finish from anywhere three to six minimum six. They could finish minimum, bro. <laughs> Miami ridiculous. got better. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm with you. Philly with Ben Simmons coming back. Regular season. I have. Is Tatum not better than Trey? Did, did the Boston yeah, make as, as a whole? As a team as a whole, what? Who's better, Atlanta or the Bro, Atlanta? Atlanta. Boston, Atlanta's Boston's got a better team. Better than Atlanta's two. Boston JB, was, JT, no, they duh, better. Boston was a seventh seed last year. Things Bro, happen. If the Celtics healthy face Atlanta. Yeah, that's they the thing. That's why Atlanta. That's why Atlanta. Atlanta's so deep. They can miss an injury and still be up top. Oh, Boston. If one guy goes down. No, I'm not talking about Boston. Okay. Boston, one guy goes down. It's if JB goes down or JT goes down, it's over. It's done. Well, like, they're dropping like, to the play. But I feel like we it, saw the I, feel like if, I feel like if Trey Young goes down, it's you over for the Hawks. They won a done. game. They're done. They won a game player. in the ECF. They won a game in the ECF without the regular season. That's one game though. Giannis went down in the second half. He was done. He didn't play. He definitely did. Yeah. No, I just gotta. Yo, Trey does everything for that team. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask y'all this real question: Atlanta Hawks. Made the playoffs last year, right? Let's just say hypothetically, in the first round, they faced Boston, but Boston was healthy with JB and JT. Do you have the Celtics beat in Atlanta? Yes. Okay. Me too. So let's stop sleeping on Boston. But we also have the Celtics whipping our ass. They not whooping. Hell no, bro. Come on, stop it. I don't know, I'm taking the Celtics easy. Crazy. Uh, Y'all looked... Bad against Atlanta. How okay, can we're just going to see how score. the East plays out. I already fair, said fair. on camera, don't buy the Atlanta Hawks. They're fool's gold. Don't buy them. You heard it But you first. have them making the playoffs, though. Yeah, not not like a top five seed, though. Not, you say six, not. right? Six, nah, he had I think, at seven. best. He had them seven. seven? Nah, because, man, Chicago's better than Atlanta, bro. I'm trying to so tell you. So what's the ceiling, what's the, what's the ceiling nice. for Atlanta for you? 
Look, like I said before on the, on the Eastern Conference predictions. <laughs> he did not answer the question. Yeah, no, because he knows. This is my answer. Yeah, yeah, this is, he, let me answer. It's not, a, it's, it's not a one-word answer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to separate the third and seventh seed in the Eastern Conference is about five wins. That's what's going to separate them. So the mm-hmm. Hawks' That's ceiling is definitely the third seed. They're okay. ceiling. But I don't think they'll be there because I think the Knicks will be better. The Heat the Bulls, and I can't sleep on Boston or Philly. Like I'm yep. saying, Boston, Philly, East Atlanta, tough, it's a toss-up. I can't, I can't. East got really tough. I'm hype about it, finally. If I wasn't a Knicks fan, I would definitely say the Heat are a lot to be the third seed, and four to eight is going to be a toss-up, but I believe in my squad, and I, we going to do gonna it. Be, we gonna they're going to be dirty. But like I said, don't believe in the Atlanta Hawks, but buy Knicks stock. Buy Knicks stock. After that heated debate, Riv lost so bad that he decided to get up and leave. <laughs> so now we're going to do these last couple of topics without him. They're just two NFL pick them, and we're going to talk about the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, they're in the news right now. Kyrie Irving is not reporting to the team. Sean Marks basically put out a statement that said that Kyrie will not participate or play with the team until he is eligible to be a full participant, which means... Hey, unless you get the vaccine, you're not welcome here. Yep. It's a New York State mandate, unfortunately, for Kyrie. That's the rule. That's what he has to follow. What is this going to do for the Nets now that he's not a part of the team? James Harden and Kevin Durant were a part of this decision-making. Sean Mark, Steve Nash didn't make this on their own. KD and Harden were involved in this decision. So they said, yeah, it's cool. Kyrie's not welcomed. I mean, what's going on with Kyrie? I feel like... He's turned into the most destructive superstar that we've seen in a long time. The Cavaliers' window was opened. He didn't want to play with LeBron, so he demanded a trade. In Boston, their team was stacked. They had so much depth. But because of how he didn't vibe with the team, that window closed and he ultimately left to Brooklyn. Now in Brooklyn, the Nets' championship window was wide open. Some would even say they're the favorites by far. And now... He single-handedly has closed that window because he is being selfish. What do you think about Kyrie? You're wearing a Kyrie Irving jersey right now. What are your thoughts, JC? Um, <clears throat> disclaimer only wearing this because, you know, if he retires in the next couple of days, I want to have, you know, I, I want to get, get, yeah, yeah, get something out of it. <laughs> I bought this in the summer. But, um, I mean, I have a lot to say about uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, I do agree with you. I think it's a, obviously it's a selfish decision. I mean, just thinking about a decision like this, you know, I, I know there's been plenty of players, ESPN workers, employees across all the sports that have got vaccinated that probably didn't want to, but they swallowed their pride. And a lot of them did it for, you know, self-inflicted uh, decisions or for the team. Kyrie Irving has a history of not doing that, of not putting the team first, putting himself first. Um, I can't help but think back to, to, to the in, in the playoffs when we played Milwaukee. You know, you have James Harden on a grade two hamstring uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been said that you really can't even walk with that. So the fact that he, the fact that he came out and played and showed heart, that shows me that he wanted to win. Kevin Durant, given the circumstances that he was in without playing with his two best players, ball down the playoffs, okay. had legendary performances. He showed that he wanted to play. As a as a Kyrie fan, because I do love Kyrie, I I'm starting to question his heart. I'm starting to question if he's really all in on this. I don't know if this is a show. I don't know what this is, but. I mean, dude, this is your best chance since that 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers team. This, this team right now it probably has more of a shot to win the championship than that team did because that team was down 3-1 going against a 73-9 win team. 
Um, Kyrie, like in interviews that I've seen, he's claimed that he's wanted to win. He's claimed that he's not a cancer. Even his teammates have came out and said that, you know, he's a great teammate. But like, it's just his, I'm just solely speaking on his actions as a teammate. As a person who does a lot of charitable work, he's a great guy. But I, I just, I, it just, it mind boggles me the fact that, you know, James Harden's here. Kevin Durant is here. You're here. You guys have the deepest roster probably in NBA history. Arguably, yeah. You know, arguably in NBA history. And and you're throwing it all away just because you don't want to get vaccinated. You're throwing it all away. And it's like in their career, James Harden, I mean, Kevin Durant's been on a loaded team, but James Harden, and even you, you guys probably might not ever have this opportunity again. You have a guy like James Harden who played on a grade two hamstring injury, tried to will his way and his way back into the lineup so we could beat the Bucks. He's shown that he wants to win a championship. I mean, I know you've seen all the offseason films with James Harden working hard, Kevin Durant working hard, the team working hard. And I'm I'm behind the decision. If you're not gonna be in here full time, you're not you're not here at all. There's no such thing as a part-time basketball player. To me, that's disrespectful to the game of basketball. That's disrespectful to your teammates, that's disrespectful to the organization. So I'm fully behind what the Nets did in this decision. So I mean the only thing I could really say is I love Kyrie, man. I hope he comes back. You know, I hope that he really thinks this out. I mean, this team is this this team is like it's there for a championship. This this is the year that the Nets are supposed to win. This is your home team. This is the team that you grew up loving. Come on, bro. We like we need you. We need you. I don't think we're beating the Lakers without without Kyrie Irving. I I, I just don't. I don't. So I mean, I, I'm I'm hundred percent behind the Nets on this on this decision, man. You're not here full time. You shouldn't be here. Well, I'll be honest. All. It's going to be hard to follow that up, man. You 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 basically laid it, it all out bro. there. You spoke very nicely. It's unfortunate what's been happening with Kyrie Irving, truthfully. Kyrie, obviously, is a sensational basketball player. At, at the worst, he's top 20 in the NBA right now. He, what he did last season, obviously, emphasized that. Averaged around 27, close to 28 points per game. When, when KD was out, him and, and Harden held it down for you guys. You guys played excellently with them. Stuck around that 1 through 3C basically that entire time. Kyrie Irving needs to realize the opportunity that he has, like you mentioned. You're playing next to arguably the best player in basketball right now in Kevin Durant, a top five arguably arguable player, excuse me, player in James Harden. And you come into that mix, arguably making you guys the best big three in NBA history. This is an opportunity that not many players really get and yeah. at all. And this window that they have right now with the three of them, if they were to stay together, they could compete for a championship for three, four years, given their health that's pretty debatable, but obviously yeah. this season, the way that Harden's been working, the way that KD's been working, the way that KD played last season coming off a torn Achilles, there's no doubt in my mind that the three of them together for a full season would make history. And you bring Kyrie out of that mix, I don't know if it's the exact same team like you mentioned. Forget about the Lakers. Do they get past Milwaukee without Kyrie? I know we had this conversation the last time we were on the podcast Debatable. together. You still think that with without uh, Kyrie, this is the one, the no, the number one seed in the East, probably still the favorite to come out of the East. I'm not ready to say that. We're going to see a Milwaukee team that's going to be playing loose, going to be playing with some confidence, going to be playing against a champion, Giannis Antetokounmpo, going to be playing against a champion, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. They're getting back DiVincenzo now. This team... Bang for bang, Milwaukee's Milwaukee nice. is like that yeah, compared Milwaukee's to, to nice, Brooklyn. Man. I mean, I'm not going to look at any Definitely other team. I'm not looking at any other team right now in the East that can really bang with the Nets or the Bucks right at least right now. But 
without Kyrie, conversation can actually be started about who could actually win the championship. Yeah, who can come out the East for sure. As you guys were talking, as you were giving your take, uh, an <clears throat> article came out from The Athletic about Kyrie Irving. They have direct knowledge of why he doesn't want to get the vaccine. Let's hear and this. Irving has said he's not anti-vaccine and that his Don't stance do <laughs> Don't do it. His stance is that he is upset that people are losing their jobs due to vaccine mandates. Such a fair point. It's a stance that Irving has explained to some of his close teammates to him. This is about a grander fight than the one on the court. And Irving is challenging a perceived control of society and people's livelihood, according to sources with knowledge of Irving's mindset. It is it is a decision that he believes he is capable to make given his life dynamics. Kyrie wants to be a voice for the voiceless, one source said. Can I speak on that? Do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> I don't completely blame him, truthfully. Me neither. I understand solely where he's coming from, from what he's saying right here. I understand you, you know, you require the vaccine. That's fine. Losing your job over it, messing up the money, that's something I can't get behind. And then they wonder why people start coming up with these ridiculous conspiracy theories. You mess with people's money, that's when people start to think, you know what, what's your alter, what's your actual motive here? To, to, to counter that point, though, I think people have those conspiracies before losing no their doubt. jobs. No doubt. The reason why people are losing their jobs is because they don't want to take a vaccine that they have found so many conspiracy theories about. No doubt. And... Getting vaccines is not new. This is not oh new. Oh my god, dude! From the chicken pox vaccines for Kyrie polio. has vaccines right now in his body that he's taking. When in he was in Jersey, hepatitis B. You know, we had to take that to go to school. I have to take yep. that to go to my school. Have to take hepatitis B. We got to get those doses of vaccines. Yeah, yeah. you need certain yeah. vaccines to so start. That's school. Not, that's not like I mean, we're not able to go to public school or even some privates yep. without yep. vaccines. Uh, some job. I mean, if you're in healthcare. You should have vaccines if you're working in healthcare. They require if you're work, mm -hmm. yeah, and people are losing their jobs over that, but it should be required. Yeah. And people make the argument that, oh, but they weren't losing their jobs last year. Yeah, dumbass, because there wasn't no vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Now there's a vaccine over. Now there's a vaccine. Yeah. You have to follow the rules. And right now, 99% of people that are in, are in intensive care are unvaccinated, which means that our hospitals are being filled up with people that refuse to take care of themselves. Now, let me ask you guys this. If these people are refusing to take care of themselves, they're refusing to get vaccinated, why should hospitals be obligated to take care of them if they have not made the effort to take care of themselves first by getting vaccinated? Mm -hmm. it, it's unfair to people who have gotten vaccinated and still gotten COVID and need intensive care it's because these hospitals are filled up over it. I ultimately think Kyrie Irving's heart is in the right place. Yeah, I, I never doubted that. Yeah. But this is a selfish decision. No doubt. It's not only a selfish decision to your teammates because they they want to win. But then again, it is just a game of basketball. So I won't even talk about that. Yeah. Right now, we're in a public health crisis. The reason why the world isn't normal, the reason why we haven't went back to normal is because people continue to try and refuse this vaccine. I know that my stance in the past before on this has changed because I am all for personal choice yeah. and I still am for personal choice. I hope that there never becomes a, a force on vaccines on anybody, but you have to understand by not getting the vaccine, there are consequences yeah. and losing your job is a consequence of not getting a vaccine. 
That's just a consequence. If, if you want to participate in society, you should participate in keeping everybody healthy in society. And the vaccine is one step by doing that. Mm -hmm. So inherently in a public health crisis and a pandemic, by refusing to get a vaccine, you are inherently being selfish. And yes, it's a personal decision, but sometimes you just got to trust the science. The science is there. This vaccine has been called safe by the CDC, AMA, FDA. I mean, this vaccine has been called safe and effective. I got the vaccine. I don't feel myself growing a third arm. Uh, you don't have 5G, bro? No, I don't no. got 5G. No personal hotspot? No. My no, wisdom tooth did come in. Maybe it's from oh, that. Oh, snap. Maybe it's from that. Yo, nope. you got to send that in. Maybe it's my wisdom tooth. I noticed my wisdom tooth started growing after I got the vaccine. Probably We're done, it's that. Bro. We're done, They want me to grow like nah, four different People moves. are ridiculous, man. I'm just saying that, man, like, I understand he's trying to do it for something bigger, but ultimately... It's just a selfish decision, and the vaccine bro. is meant to keep people safe. Whether or not you believe in it being safe <clears throat> or not is up to you, but you can't say that all the research isn't there that says that, it, that it's safe, yeah. because all the research is there that says, hey, man, this is pretty effective, you know, but then again, people will make their own decisions, but you can't, like, you, you can't make your own decisions about not getting the vaccine and then feel mad about targeted right mad or feel, targeted when your liberties get taken away from you mm -hmm. i feel Same like thing. selfish is a little not the word i feel like uh, bad bad poor situation poor timing not i don't know it's just i feel like like for selfish. me this is what i think right like you can't you can't be mad if you eat junk food you can't get mad that you get fat oh, agree yeah, right no, and i think if you don't get the vaccine you can't get mad that you're not able to do things that other people that are vaccinated are able to do. Yeah, I agree. Common sense. I'm with you, but I just don't think it makes, given his reasoning, you understand what I'm trying to say there? Selfish isn't the word I would use to, per se. I think that it's the wrong decision. Yeah. I just don't know how, how I could characterize Kyrie right now. You understand this what I mean? Is what I, this is the thing, though. Like with Kyrie, and he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. I totally understand that. Uh -huh. But at the same time, don't you think the solution to people not losing their jobs is to educate them lives. that the vaccine <laughs> is effective. Good Very good point. To say lives. that, hey, the vaccine isn't, isn't as bad as you think. Because if Kyrie's doing this for a bigger fight, I'm not going to get the vaccine because people are losing their jobs. That's a fact. Well, Kyrie, you're losing your job over That's not getting fact. it. That's a fact. I mean, you, know, you look what, just as dumb as the rest of them. What voice are you going to use? It's the same thing in the bubble when he was trying to fight for social justice. Mm -hmm. He was trying to fight for social justice by not playing and costing the NBA millions upon billions of dollars but again yeah. that situation i understand yeah but that situation would have caught would have set back the nba years for sure that was a poor they way of handling of it so then you know barack lebron talked about it because they lebron talked about they how they were planning personal, to shut yeah. it down barack obama called him and said this is not the way to do things lebron y'all gotta do something different yeah he called the players union and told them look Y'all are going to fuck up the league if y'all mm -hmm, do it this mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. So they did something different. I think Kyrie is trying to do the right thing, but he's doing it in the wrong way. I agree. I just think, I just think Kyrie's had a... like. I just think everybody's decision or the way they feel towards Kyrie, it all stems from what his decisions in the past. Yeah, agreed. You know Definitely. what I mean? Like His decision to leave Cleveland, his decision to leave Boston in the manner that he did. His decisions to not really play. His it's it's all decision based because I don't know if we would be talking about Kyrie 
in this light, had he been the perfect NBA player, had he been one that was loyal to his team, had he been one that... So I think, like, I kind of understand where he comes from. I kind of I, like, I see why people are in the middle, call them selfish, and other people are calling them smart in a way. But um, I just think that his decisions in the past, like regarding teammates regarding franchises flat i think earth. that the flat earth everything I, <laughs> I just i just literally think that that's painted such a just such a, a negative bad light. A negative yeah. light towards Kyrie that like a situation like this being worldwide and everything part of me good, all the people that have died because of this i just think it 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 just forces the hand for real for people to be like, yo, man, this guy is a jerk, man. This guy's I mean, an a-hole. That, that's what what happens. There's a bigger fight and he's on the wrong side. Yeah. Of it. I mean, that's what happens. Just Kyrie history. Irving has a track record, which is why people don't give him the benefit of the doubt. For sure. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the opposite side of the spectrum. LeBron <clears throat> has been near perfect in his career, but his Hong Kong comments got a lot of traction. I even wasn't a big fan of them. I, I thought he made the wrong decision when he talked about yep. Hong Kong. Off topic, People there was another. I'll, I'll let you yeah. go. There was another decision that LeBron made that I was like, "Whoa!" Like this and guy really people, said that. And people scrutinize LeBron over it, and he has a near perfect track record. Yeah, Kyrie does. has such a clouded record, tainted one. Yeah, now that he's saying something that kind of is in the realm of unpopular opinion, he is of course going to get a, a, a load of backlash because ninety five percent of NBA players are vaccinated right now. So my Kyrie is in the large minority or in the small the minor, minority, <laughs> yeah. and he's a part of the NBA Players Association. Yeah. So he's a guy that's on the board that is not vaccinated when everybody, when 95% of the league is. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm I with mean, you, look, I mean, LeBron's been near perfect. I mean, it's kind of hard in anything to ask for perfection in, every, in anything, but LeBron's been near perfect. I mean, outside the Hong Kong comments and that one time that he... uh. He uh he posted a picture of a cop that had you guys remember I know that I yeah, that I know was like about. that was bad that shows that he didn't do his research on that certain topic but other than that he was I mean trigger. I mean like I just feel like I just I don't know man I feel like Kyrie Irving I don't I, I don't like I was on I was present on this Instagram live for his media day and like you know he's answering questions respect my opinion or but something that stood out to me after like his his Instagram live was. He's like, man, you guys. He's like, you guys see, I do stuff for you. He's like, he's like, don't say I don't do anything for you guys. And he had like a smirk, and left. And that made me like kind of have this thought in my head, like, yo, is this guy really doing this for attention too? It's like, is this is this attention based? Like, it's like, like you're smiling at the end when you're not playing and about these vaccine questions. And you seem serious there, but then when the Instagram live cuts and ends, you're smiling. So like, I don't know what side. Kyrie's on I mean he's saying the right things he's not gonna say that he's doing it for attention but I feel like some of this with Kyrie Irving is attention based I feel like he's looking for attention I mean I don't know how you guys feel about that I feel like I feel like I mean he said what he said about his statements he's fighting for the people that don't have a right of the voice but I feel like uh, some of this I, I just can't help but think that this is attention to looking for attention based it's, it has to be I personally think that once Kyrie Irving retires from basketball we'll yeah. never hear from him ever again and the only time we'll hear from him is if they pick, like someone picks up a drop on Kyrie. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, if anything comes out about him, we're not going to hear from Kyrie. We're not going to hear from Kyrie ever again Probably once he retires. Not. He hates the media. Anything yeah. social media related, he's not. I mean, sure, he tweets a couple di- a couple times, uh, maybe a month. Maybe, he's changed. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think that he's taking that Jordan mentality of, you know, 
it's everyone versus me right yeah. now. And I don't I I truthfully do believe Kyrie Irving is done with anything media related. I mean, so I don't know if it's personally for attention, you yeah. know what I'm saying, per se. I just think that he comes across wrong and doesn't he he needs to think about what he's saying punctually. Yeah. Like to to the to the letter because he has to know he's going to be screwing out oh, yeah, regardless. Gonna, his words are going to get twisted. I mean I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie retired young because a couple of years ago there was an interview saying that he, he, he wanted to be like the Lauren Hill of basketball, that he's like he wanted to retire young so people could think about what he could have been. There's actually an interview great, about that. I, I don't mind that. There's truly. actually an interview about that. So, like, I mean, it, it has been a thought for him to retire at an early age. If he retired at, after 2016, oh, my God. The, the, my final comment on Kyrie Irving God. is that when you talk about that Instagram Live and Media Day. You saw it, too? I didn't see it, oh. but I know the comments you're talking about where he said, respect my privacy about getting yeah, the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, okay, bro, yes, we'll respect your privacy, but it's going to come out eventually. We know you're unvaccinated. <laughs> the, the fact that you're saying you don't want to answer the question of whether you're vaccinated or not ding, 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 is, no tells vaccine. us you're not vaccinated. Yeah. Like, you're not being discreet. You're not being... You're not being mysterious at all. We know what you're doing. We know that you're not vaccinated. Just own up to it and say, no, I'm not vaccinated. Instead of instead of having sources talk to journalists about why you made that decision on media day, tell them I'm not vaccinated for this, this and that reason. Jonathan Isaac, who's a preacher at a church, has a profound belief in God, was very well spoken about why he's not getting the vaccine. He says, I just don't feel comfortable putting it in my body. Respect to you, my man. You 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 said what you wanted to say. You said it in a punctual way and you owned up to what the decision you didn't want to make. Bradley Beal, same thing. Just ask questions about the vaccine. Talk to reporters. Kyrie wants to be all discreet and wants to act like the media is, you know, twisting his words. The media is not twisting your words, Kyrie. You are just saying something dumb. You are just saying something that doesn't make sense. We all know you're not vaccinated. Own up to it. And in that media day, he should have just said, I'm not, I didn't get it because of this, 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 and that. That's it. I mean, made ab- it way better. about respecting your privacy. Okay. I get it to a certain extent, but being vaccinated or unvaccinated specifically for COVID it's coming is, yeah. is a public thing. It's not a private thing. I get it if somebody asks you about your wife or your daughter. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm going to get that private. But your vaccination status directly impacts your status in participating with your team. So that's not a private question. That's a question within the within the bounds of what the journalist can ask Kyrie, a professional basketball player who has to get the vaccine to play in his state. But to move on from Kyrie Irving, to finish off the show... NFL Pick'em Week 6 are Week 6 predictions, and we don't have the NFL Pick'em thumbnail this time, but we'll still talk about it and give our picks regardless. Week 6, drop down your picks down below. First game, Buccaneers versus Eagles. Who wins? Bucks. Yeah, I think the Bucks win. I think that they have enough offense to win. Eagles will put up points. I definitely see the Eagles putting up points. I don't think it'll be during the, through the run. My, this isn't Miles Sanders' breakout week. Do not play him. Uh, Kenny Gainwell might have a good game, though, because obviously the Buccaneers' secondary is spotty, and Gainwell's had some success in the past. So I think the Bucs do win, but the Eagles put up some points. I think the Buccaneers win pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, this the first week I can probably see a defense stopping the Eagles' offense completely, even though Dallas yeah. pretty much did that. Yeah. 
But I can see the Bucks completely stopping the Eagles this game. Next game, <clears throat> Dolphins versus Jaguars. Uh, the Battle of Florida. I mean, you know what? I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say that Jaguars are going to get their first win of the season against the Dolphins. I'm going to say it. This is tough. I said it last week that I thought gonna the get Jags were going to get their first win. They didn't. I'm not going to continue to go on that trend. I think a London game, I think the Dolphins might pull this one out. I'm not ready to think the Jaguars are going to take that leap yet. I have the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to win. The Dolphins with Jacoby <laughs> Brissett, and they don't have that great of a team. The Jaguars are there. They're right there they on are, the verge man. of their they first are. win, which means T-Low. that I can I can start talking to Chance again because I'm waiting <laughs> for his team to finally get a win. That's funny. And so until his team gets a win, I'll is talk t- to him is again. Is Tua potentially coming back next week? He practiced, but I don't think it's this game. Okay, all right, no worries. Next game, Vikings versus Panthers. I had the Vikings winning that game. I think the Panthers win this one. I think that they've had a rough couple weeks. Definitely blew last week against the Eagles. Should never have lost that game. Uh, I think that the Panthers do win this one. The Panthers have been having rough two weeks because Sam Donald has proven that he's not a good quarterback. He's average, not good. He hates which it. is why nah, the man, Vikings, you gotta stay consistent. Stay which consistent. Is why the Vikings are going to win this game. Vikings, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a little fine. disclaimer. Vikings are really talented. No, they, not, they have a really good team. They definitely are talented. It's just defensively, they're not the best. Yeah. And offensively, without their actual main identity and Dalvin Cook, the offense really isn't what it should yeah. be. Even though Madison has played really well. But that being said, I'm not letting you off the hook. Sam Darnold. You he's see, not good. All right, now he's not good. He's but not when good. he so was wait, eating, so he, you loved him. I was joking. Uh, you can't always say <laughs> that joking. when you say yeah, something. Buddy. I was joking. I want. I wanted to. You know, I Whatever. wanted to give Sam the Whatever. benefit of the doubt. But he's actually not a good quarterback. <clears throat> the Vikings are going to win. They will be three and three and win the NFC North. I am sticking by that prediction. Chargers versus Ravens. Excellent game, that's bro. Game. Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I have the Chargers winning. Chargers Ravens. Ravens at home. I think this is going to be an excellent game. I think that the Ravens continue their streak and they win this game. I think the Chargers win this game. Justin Herbert looks flat out exceptional. He's special. There's no doubt about that. Sure. The Ravens got a chance, <coughs> but I just believe in Jay Herbo. I think he's going to get it done. Rams versus Giants. Um, this is a pretty easy decision for me. I have the Rams. I'm going uh, handily too. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams, especially with the Giants injuries. I just think that this should be one sided. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Giants: Kenny Galladay, Saquon, Daniel Jones, concussion yeah, protocol. Uh, Every Andrew Thomas got hurt. Yeah, I'm going with the L.A. Rams as well. Handily. Matthew Stafford will have a pretty good game. Well, I think he'll be great or elite. That is still to be seen. I'll say good. He'll mm-hmm. be good. Okay. Hopefully, a better performance than what he had against the Seahawks. It's, that's the way you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost Giants defense yards. is that good. They're not gonna get it's all right. Shot. This guy's opinions are wacky. Texans versus Colts. <laughs> um, I, I have the Colts. I think they're the better football team. Um, I think they've been. I I got the Colts. I think they've been pretty close. I think this is a team that they're clearly better than. So I got the Colts winning. This I'm gonna game. take the Colts easily. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts in this game. Chiefs versus Washington. <sighs> I feel like. I had the Chiefs winning, but I feel like it's going to be a better football game than a lot of people expect. Yeah. But I, I do have the Chiefs winning. I'm going Chiefs. I think that they have something to prove this week against uh, excuse me, a mediocre secondary in Washington. Chiefs might have put a, might put 40 points up this week. Yeah. 
Chiefs are going to win pretty easily. Tanner, Taylor Haneke has been coming back down to earth as of recent. <laughs> He's an okay quarterback, nothing exceptional, kind of like Sam Darnold. So I think the <laughs> Chiefs will win this game pretty handily. Packers versus Bengals. Bears, excuse me. I mean Bears. Bears. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, oh, I got the Packers winning. This is Packers easy, are the better team. Easy win. Packers. Better. I got the Packers too. Bengals versus Lions. Bengals. Bengals will definitely win this one. I got the Bengals too. Cardinals versus Browns. You know what? I'm gonna go on a limb and say this is the game that the that the Cardinals lose this week. Okay. I got the Browns. Okay. Uh, I don't think they lose this one. I think that is gonna be a match versus the ones and Kyler and Baker, and I mm-hmm. think that Kyler's gonna come out and show why he is definitely the better QB. Oh, he is. Defensively, it's gonna be a great matchup. Truthfully, both sides of the ball. I uh, both sides looking at it. I like both these teams' defenses. I just ultimately think Cardinals' offense is gonna be better. I think the Browns are going to win. I think the rushing attack is a little bit too much for any team to handle. Yeah. The Cardinals have been really good run defense. They're probably the most complete team in the NFC thus far yeah. in terms of just having everything working for them. But I think this is the game the Browns win. Yeah. They came out a tough loss last week versus the Chargers. Their offense could put up points. Baker played exceptional. This is the game I think they win and Cardinals get their first loss on the season. Cowboys versus Patriots. I mean, I mean, I, I got the Cowboys. I think they're a better football team. I think this game will be close just because, you know, Bill Belichick coaches uh, the Patriots. You know, the Patriots have a great defense. Um, I think they're going to lose this game on the offensive side of the ball, though. I don't think they don't have enough firepower offensively. So, I mean, I got the Cowboys winning pretty handily. Cowboys probably will win very easily. <clears throat> Raiders versus Broncos. Who you got, Cowboys or Pats? Well, I got the Cowboys. Okay, go ahead. You got the boys? Yeah. Um, I got the Broncos beating the Raiders. I think a lot of turmoil going on with the John Gruden situation. Raiders coming off back-to-back losses. I think the Bron- I think the Broncos get this game. I know where Joel's going, so I'm going to go the opposite, obviously. I'm going to go Broncos. This is going to be a very close game because <laughs> these are two teams that Who's home? started out very good, but now they're pretenders, and rightfully so. I think the Broncos get this win. I don't think the Raiders wow. win this I'm game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it'll be close. Maybe Derek Carr can rally up the troops up over there in Las Vegas and beat the Broncos. I wouldn't doubt it. Because the Broncos are pretty mid. But yeah, I do have the Broncos in this game. Seahawks versus Steelers. Mm, I got the I got the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers would probably win this one. Steelers. I Terrible have the Steelers. 8 o'clock game. My God, it's so bad. Yeah, I have the Steelers in this game too, especially with Geno starting. And now Monday Night Football, Bills versus Titans. Uh this is a good Another game. Tra- you think so? I think it's I mean, who wait, who's who's out for the is everybody healthy for Tennessee coming I, into the AJ game? AJ Brown is back. Derrick Henry's there. I don't know. Where's Julio? Where's Julio? Uh, he's pro- that's a question mark. I don't know if Julio's gonna play or not. I mean, if he plays, I would be interested in watching the game. I got the Bills though. I think you know they're a better team on both sides of the ball. Look, this, Bills. this is another week where the Bills are playing another ter- y'all good, oh. bro. They're playing another defense that's terrible and they're gonna light him up and everyone's gonna continue to to think that the Bills are truly better than they are, but Bills are definitely <laughs> yeah. gonna win. The Bills are going to prove once again that they're the best team in the AFC against the Titans. The Titans are a good team. This is at home. Um, but that defense isn't very good. The Bills are probably going to light them up. I hope that Julio Jones does play. But now here's where we're, we're going to start to see the separation between the Bills and everybody in the AFC. I think that right now they're gunning for that bye week in the playoffs. And the Titans right now are trying to just stay afloat. And hopefully the Colts don't catch up to them because... At three and three, and if the Colts go two and four, they're right there. So it can be extremely close. But I have the Bills in this game. Drop down your picks for week six of the NFL in the comment section down below. Those are our picks. 
And now this is going to do it for episode 120 of the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast and on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. This is Trevor Lane from the LakersNation.com podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire.